Welcome to your sanity safe space. Not a fucking issue. With your favorite YouTube podcast duo. You're fucking a white male. And a white female too. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. <laughs> Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement. This, this is Beauty and the Beta. <laughs> and we will make America great again. <laughs> Welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the best you can ask anyone about that. People often do. This is Beauty and the Beta. My name is Matt Christensen. I'm flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. Hello. It is the show that barely gets made every week, especially this week. With us once again from an undisclosed holiday location. (laughs) Bear with us as we may encounter technical difficulties, but that uh, I don't need to say that. That's a given in any any show. So we will get through it, as always. Uh, hope everyone had a happy and Merry Christmas, of course, as we roll right through the last days of 2020. It's tempting to be relieved that this garbage year is on the way out, but you know, you can see 2020 over there saying there's nobody, no way anybody could be a, a worse year than me. And you got 2021 coming in saying, hold my beer. <laughs> really fast and i i prepped a whole show we prepped a whole show and i saw the president tweeting out good news coming on the stimulus bill so i thought oh okay well maybe he got something done negotiation wise (laughs) we'll probably find out tomorrow deadlines coming tuesday and then the news breaks within the last half hour 45 minutes no he just signed the big giant piece of crap 2.3 trillion dollar ultimate spending bill full of the coronavirus package and the federal government uh spending and um and all the rest so he called it a disgrace uh he said he wasn't going to sign it he demanded a replacement there is no replacement he just signed it what was the last four or five days of showmanship maybe there's an explanation here i haven't seen it yet it's breaking now very confused by all that are we still going to do this multi-dimensional chess thing this it late in the game? Be. He's he's just jerking us around. When when has he ever pulled through? The only positivity <laughs> I can see is that he maybe ruined Nancy Pelosi's Christmas. That's about it. I, that's the only positive thing I can take out of the strategy. She's an we've... agent of Satan. Like she gives a shit about the birth of our Lord and Savior. Well, <sighs> we will try to make sense of that, and that's after we try to make sense of. Something probably even more baffling over the weekend, or at least uh, into the latter part of the week, the bizarre and mysterious bombing that struck downtown Nashville on Christmas Day. 
New details are breaking just hours ago in that story as well. Uh, We have confirmation that the suspect is dead in what is supposedly a suicide bombing by a guy paranoid about 5G. That seems to be the leading theory. Uh, Nothing much makes sense in that story. It's a goldmine for tinfoil. So we will try to entertain as many angles on that one as we can. Uh, Kamala Harris. Did you see her pandering on Twitter wishing you a happy Kwanzaa? Who celebrates Kwanzaa? Uh, Apparently Jamaican Indian families mere years after the holiday was invented in the mid 60s. That's who. And uh, another story just tucked into the Christmas holiday that that uh, really pisses me off. And I wonder if the timing is coincidental or if they just thought they could slide this in there when no one was looking. Dr. Fauci gives an interview to the New York Times and admits to moving the goalposts on coronavirus and says basically, yeah, I've been saying different things the whole time, partly because of the science, but mostly because I know people won't like what I say and I have to convince them to do things. So I just change what I say slowly over time to get you to conform. Trust the science. Trust the experts. Meanwhile, the experts are openly admitting they are strategizing to trick you, if I want to be cynical, to lead you, if I want to be generous, into behaving the way that they want you to. Okay. And then the mask wars continue. we got a couple of funny episodes on that front. A little more data and analysis published on the premise of masks and the effectiveness of masks as well. Plus, some surprise cringe to round out the year. We'll get to that at the end of the show. And, uh, of course, we will check in with Super Chats on YouTube, Streamlabs, and DLive as well. Ten bucks and up on the Sunday show because we are no good low-down money grabbers. It will be all this and more in your favorite couple hours of listening material. Remember, you can find everything show-related and support the show over on the website. That's mattchristensenmedia.com. One of the many things we have featured over on the website is special deals from our friendly listener-owned businesses. Of course, this week's feature business is our friends over at Hero Soap Company. Do you love freedom? Do you love being clean? Then you'll love Hero Soap Company, made in the USA, chemical and fragrance-free, a portion of each purchase donated to veteran and first responder charities. Initial subscription purchase is matched bar for bar and sent overseas to deploy troops. Let freedom clean. Hero Soap Company. Well, if you've been listening for a little while, you've surely heard us mention Hero Soap Company, and perhaps you've thought about trying it, but you're not a bar soap person. Well, you're in luck. Hero is now offering liquid soaps in three new fragrances. Just like always, When you buy Hero Soap, not only do you get a great smelling natural product, not only do you support deployed service members, not only do bald eagles circle you in admiration of your patriotism, (laughs) but when you subscribe, you get a discount and a fresh delivery every month straight to your door so you never have to remember to pick up soap again. Listeners of this show get 10% off all Hero Soap products using the promo code MC Listener. Let freedom clean at HeroSoapCompany.com. Promo code MC Listener. You can find everything you need from Hero Soap, plus other great deals from the rest of our friendly listener-owned businesses like Charity Swipes, Phoenix Ammunition, Sonoran Defense Technologies, and more at mattchristensenmedia.com slash deals, deals for listeners by listeners. Real quick before we hop into the news, of which there is plenty, uh, there will be no call-in stream this Wednesday night. We will be uh, enjoying the holidays, and we hope you will as well. The call-in show will return as normal January 6th. Next Sunday's stream will also be on as normal. So 
Before we get into what the hell happened with this uh, spending package, let's try to figure out what the hell happened in Nashville. You've been looking at the okay. facts all day. I've been digging into the tinfoil. Let's see what we yeah. got. Just some basics. So this RV arrived in the area um, in historic Nashville, one twenty-two a.m. This was five hours before it was detonated. And a security camera at an office building near the RV captured what sounded like more than 20 gunshots between 511 and 526. So I guess some people called 911 about that. Um, police and residents said a warning came from the loudspeaker on the RV. Um, and it warned of a bomb in the vehicle, ordered people to evacuate. And then a voice started to count down from 15 minutes. So the bomb went off 629 a.m. Three people were hospitalized with non-critical injuries. There were no fatalities, um, but they did find human remains um, on the site, which they have now confirmed is Anthony Warner. And they said it was just like uh, f- flesh or something. They found like chunks of him. Is that the idea here? That's what it sounded like. Yeah. Okay. Uh, 41 businesses were damaged. <clears throat> and I am sure you've seen pictures of it, but like that area is really fucked up. Yeah. I've got a few <laughs> clips and there were, you know, it, uh, there were fires yeah. related to this and things like that. You can see the street on mm-hmm. your screen. There's just like a big hole in the middle of it. Yep. Um, so right before we went live or like a few hours ago, um, us attorney general or us attorney, Donald Cochran said that Anthony Warmer, Warner is the bomber. They're sure he was present when the bomb went off. He perished in the bombing. So they must've ID'd those human remains. Hmm. And this guy, um, I was reading accounts from his neighbors. He was 63. He lived in Nashville. He had several IT jobs throughout his life. Um, And public records show that he had a lot of experience with electronics, with alarm systems. He recently worked as a computer tech for a real estate company. And then his neighbor said he never talked about politics or religion. He never gave any indication that he held any kind of, you know, extreme belief or anything like that. And this is from his neighbor. I can tell you, as far as politics, he never had any yard signs or any flags in his window or anything like that. If he did have any political beliefs, he kept that was something he kept to himself. So he just engaged in normal small talk with his neighbors. Sounds like a bit of a Kaczynski type, maybe, Hmm. that just wasn't very open about um, his belief system. That's pure speculation. But we're going to talk about the tinfoil and the only thing that's making sense to me outside of this um, being a Fed operation. Uh, is that he, he was into the 5G theory. But I do love how everybody's calling this a suicide bombing. I'm like, okay, well, technically, but we all know that that's not really what that means. Did they, do we have any insight about, obviously the bombing is intentional, the explosion is intentional, but was the suicide accidental or was that intentional too? I guess I if bet, it's 15 minutes to leave the scene, how could it be anything but intentional? But intentional. I'm sure it was intentional. Um, I don't know. This is... This is just so strange. This is the strangest story because when I heard about it in the first few hours, I was like, oh, well, Muslims. And then I heard nobody was <laughs> injured and I was like, hmm, white guy. And here we are. Yeah. Well, I do have a couple videos from the scene. So the first is some surveillance of the actual like right at the blast scene itself, you can hear the audio warning being broadcast from this RV and then the blast itself and then some of the aftermath. So this area must be evacuated now. If you can hear this message, evacuate now. That's what it's saying. And then there it goes. And then the next morning... 
here's just some of the aftermath on I, I believe this is Second Avenue or one of the adjacent streets there in Nashville. And then uh, you had the uh, the police chief here explaining the sequence of how all this went down. So as, as you mentioned, there was some kind of shooting event that prompted police to come to this area, at which point they discovered the RV broadcasting the message, and then they started evacuating people, and they got people out before the blast, and nobody nobody died but for the bomber himself, apparently. Here's the police chief explaining what happened. Shots fired in the downtown area, uh, specifically uh, Second and uh, Near Commerce. As officers responded, they encountered an RV that had a recording uh, saying that a potential bomb would detonate uh, within 15 minutes. Officers, upon hearing that, decided to evacuate the buildings uh, nearby. So they uh, began knocking on doors, making announcements, having uh, uh, emergency communications, communicate with everyone to get people uh, safe. Okay, so we have we have an ID on the bomber within the last few hours. I've not seen any reporting on any conclusion on the motive that remains undetermined and there are a I'm few sure different we'll find out just like las vegas so i'm sure we'll figure it out <laughs> yeah, maybe yeah put that one in uh, that pile the undetermined pile uh people are speculating and this is uh, this isn't just speculation some of this is based on witness testimony and things like that but w- why would this guy do this well some some of the investigation angles some of the reports speculate maybe it was some sort of anti-police motive that he, that he was trying to lure police to a bomb site. Uh, if so, maybe the shooting was part of the scheme. But but as we'll get to in a moment, if that was the angle, if it was like, a, I'm going to kill cops because I hate cops thing. Poor why execution. And why would you have the warning? Yeah. yeah. Uh, this, it, it looks like the investigation within the last day or so has Take it has, has focused on this 5G paranoia. <clears throat> uh, FBI investigators are, are looking into leads into this Tony Warner person. So uh, the idea is he had paranoia about 5G technology, believing it's used to spy on Americans. And presumably that's why the damage to this AT&T building, which was one of the most heavily damaged buildings in this blast, as far as I understand. And some service went out for a bit. I don't know how long, but... Yeah, so there's some communications disruption because of damage done to this AT&T building. And if that was the angle, if it was like, oh, I'm trying to take out AT&T infrastructure, that would also explain the warning because he's not really looking to hurt people. He's looking to take out technological infrastructure he thinks is damaging would be the idea. I don't know. This is the leading theory for me, but still doesn't really add up. Then I'm like, why would the government do this, too? Why would this be some kind of psyop? Well, you know who has an answer for you is Tariq Nasheed. You know, we're getting uh, you know, we're getting seriously deep when we're considering Tariq. Hey, Nasheed. That guy has some good takes. OK, every once in a while. There are others <laughs> noting these things, too. There's uh, up front. Like, this stuff is very uh, Charlie Day with the strings and the push pins. OK, this is this is connecting the dots and not all the dots are actually there to be connected. But Tariq Nasheed and others observe on Twitter might be a strange coincidence, but the AT&T building in Nashville that was blown up today was owned by Cerberus Capital. The owners of Dominion voting systems, much maligned Dominion at the center of all the uh, election scandals. The company many people are accusing of voter fraud, writes Tariq, mm. are former executives at Cerberus. 
It's um, it is also alleged, though I cannot confirm that the building was a some sort of major data repository for Dominion. These claims are um, are being made as well. And it's so why not to just me, murder these people, you know? Well, especially if, if you're going after the the idea here is, oh, they they went and uh, someone went to blow up Dominion infrastructure yeah. <laughs> to. I don't know. There are different, there are different theories about that. Oh, uh, like someone went, like it was, uh, dominion did it themselves to destroy evidence or it was a radicalized Trump supporter who hates dominion. So they went to this AT&T place in Nashville, a lot of problems with, with that, uh, theory. But again, it's, it's fun to entertain some of the stranger angles here. So take it in uh, proper context. Um, but mm. a lot of people pointing to it on Twitter. This is just like in Venezuela in the spring where another warehouse housing, 50,000 Dominion voting machines, 582 computers used in that country's rigged elections went up in flames. This was in March. And it did. That did actually happen. But what are the problems here? Well, first of all, uh, this, this Cerberus Capital does not own the building. They, they purchased it in 2006, owned it briefly for a year, sold it in 2007. So just because the dots connect within a decade and a half time frame, that's, uh, that's, that's pretty loose for me to buy into any of this stuff. But, uh, and then, and then of course, if, if, if it was, if it was someone targeting dominion, uh, you and, and their data, I have to presume that the data are not housed solely on a Nashville in a Nashville warehouse somewhere, a Nashville facility. You're going to have backups upon backups upon backups. One bombing at one place isn't likely to take out critical data infrastructure. Yeah. And why so, kill yourself too? Well, th- that's the thing is no matter what theory you subscribe to here, they all have a lot of oddities. So just, just to recap some of these oddities, um, why warn people before the bombing? Presumably because you have some motive to destroy property or physical items, but not people. Right. That would explain that. So which theories make more sense given that that fact? Why pick the least busy day possible? Christmas Day when no one's done. Again, it's, it suggests the person doing it is not trying to create human damage, trying to damage yeah. something else. I'm fascinated by the shooting that happened. You'd mentioned that there's some security footage of this. I, ha- I haven't seen any of the footage, but there's also um, witness testimony. Uh, witnesses testified to hearing at least three rounds of gunfire before this explosion. So it seems safe to say the shooting actually happened. It wasn't as though someone falsely called 911 to report a shooting. It actually- I was under the impression. Did I misread this or misunderstand the situation? I thought that it was part of the audio recording emitting from the RV. Oh, the gunfire like it was that yeah. was fake well i thought that it was but maybe i am wrong about this in any <laughs> case we have witnesses see i haven't heard the recording that they're talking about so i don't know did it come from the rv mm. or is there a sure. recording uh, of the gunshots that might have been a that might have been just an assumption on my part in any case we have uh witnesses testifying brian norwood lives in an apartment building in the area of second and first avenues and he said he heard three rounds of gunfire before the explosion but that I guess you could hear it over the speakers of this RV and think it's real and it's not. Well, yeah. So perhaps it's the only thing that makes sense. I don't know. I, I'm just fascinated by this, this shooting. Did I, I had assumed it actually happened, but I guess it's fair to question now. Did it happen Two, who was it three? What was the intent of that shooting? Who, who were they shooting or what were they shooting? We don't have much information on that at all, but it's conclusively stated that it happened. 
Well, why? Maybe he um, he emitted gunfire so that it further incentivized people to clear the area. I don't know mm, why that would yeah. draw people to it outside of the police. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as we mentioned, too, if the shooting was designed to attract the cops, why would why would you warn the cops? That doesn't make a lot of sense. So it seems like that theory is kind of in the trash bin now. Uh, I, I'm also stuck on the idea of you mentioned it a little bit, but a suicide bombing that kills nobody. Like if, if your aim is just to take out AT&T property, you can do that without killing yourself fairly easily. Why didn't he remote detonate it? Why would you kill yourself to minimally damage an AT&T facility? Sure. You knocked out some communications for an, uh, a few hours maybe, but why would you kill yourself? Well, I don't to know. Do I mean, my my thing with the 5G, if that's the angle, then maybe he just wanted to draw attention hmm. to the issue. I mean, maybe he wants people to to be researching 5G. I don't know. Maybe. But 5G maybe. is what CNN is reporting. And so then I'm like, well, it can't possibly be true if that's what they think. And maybe maybe he had other reasons to want to kill himself besides martyrdom against 5G. Maybe this was just a way to lump different interests together i suppose um or he knew he would go to jail from the property damage there's a lot of tinfoil about the rv too just, there's circulating on twitter people are speculating that the rvs are actually different because you can see the guy's rv on google earth yeah i saw yeah i think and and users responding it's to the this same tweet, isn't it to like, me, it looks saying. like this they're saying oh the, the 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 rv that was driving in nashville had one stripe on the top there the one on Google Earth had two stripes. But I think the, the the brighter picture and the one on Google Earth, there's just a slight awning. Other users are pointing this out. There's just a slight mm-hmm. awning on the roof there. And it's casting a shadow such that it looks like a stripe. It's not actually a stripe. If ever so, I'm going to buy into a false flag attack, I think now would probably be the time. Did you because see? Because I can't make heads or tails of this. What do you make of this one? This is also going to, did you see the, the surveillance video showing or claiming to show that the RV, which you can see on the left-hand side of your screen there, at least as marked by this person and the source of the blast are actually different. The source of the blast is across the street. So this is the claim. I don't know. This is you, you watch and be the judge. You can clearly see where the blast comes from. Assuming this isn't ridiculous edited footage. Something looks off about it. It looks looks not quite right but uh but perhaps uh perhaps there's something to that if you want to dive into the uh into the deep tinfoil there um i don't know i mean this is uh this is a story that makes so little sense on its face that it invites all sorts of speculation at this point if i had to if i had to pick one of these i guess the 5g theory makes the most sense but none of them are particularly satisfying no the 5g one it's like uh, I mean, they just want you to believe that any anybody that questions 5G is insane. I mean, I, I, I don't, I've never jumped onto that bandwagon. I've done a little research and I haven't been super impressed with any of the theories. But um, it does make me suspicious that they immediately went to that. There, there's really no evidence that he was a... Let me go he back. A, he's never talked about it on social media or anything like that. I didn't see anything like that. Let me go back to what's cited here. So realtor Steve Friedrich contacted the FBI after reading Warner's name, the the bomber, Warner's name. Uh, As for several years, a man by the name of Tony Warner had worked for him for several years doing information technology work. So presumably the same guy, since that's what that guy did for a living, you said, right, IT? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Friedrich confirms that agents asked him about whether or not Warner had paranoia about 5G technology. Friedrich told the agents that Warner had never spoken to him about that. Okay, so to your point, let's be clear here. This is not an associate of the guy contacting the FBI saying he had really weird out there beliefs about 5G. They went to him. And then expressly and, asked him about that. And he was like, no. So where are they getting this? And they're also not saying in here what the source of the FBI's suspicion on that is. Yeah, I think it's really weird. Yeah. So maybe just paint him as an anti. Oh, he bombed AT&T. Paint him as an anti 5G kook and call it a day. <laughs> I okay. I so know. either they've covered up his legitimate motivations. Maybe it is the Dominion thing. But I. Uh, the other problem with the Dominion thing is if the, if you want to go after Dominion, there are targets much more direct than this yeah, AT&T yeah. place that might be housing Dominion data that was owned by Dominion uh, associates 10 years ago. The dots are too yeah, far yeah. disconnected for that to make sense to me. Well, if this is a PSYOP, what is the motivation for the government to do this? Uh, to distract you from the debacle that is the stimulus bill, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you have more to say about this, but I I don't have I don't have any more to say because I, I I just can't make sense of this. It's, it's, there's too much information missing. We'll see if we have a media that has an appetite to investigate, but perhaps it not. will fall out of the news cycle and nobody will ever speak of it again. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at Paddock and 57 people were killed. Is that right? And like nobody talks about more. that I anymore. They're remember. like it was a lot. No known motivation. Case closed. Nobody asks any more questions. Like nobody was yeah. killed in this. In two days, people are not going to give a shit. Like, oh, he destroyed a city block. Who cares? Nobody was killed. Hmm. Well, I don't know. I mean, I think it's really weird and suspicious, but I can't wrap my mind around any reasonable motivation for any party to do this, including the government. Uh, but, yeah. you know, I can't I just believe anything I read or trust any video footage I see anymore. So who knows? This is one of those cases, too, where I can't even see what was achieved. What the hell was achieved here? You knocked yeah. out communications for like an hour and you blew out the windows on a lot of buildings. Now, the damage is more extensive than that. But there's no, as far as I understand, none of the buildings are a total loss. Nobody lost their lives. There were a few small injuries. That's it. What was achieved? Who benefits? What's the benefit here? Yeah. And then I've heard this disgruntled employee theory, too. But as far as I can tell, he was never employed directly at any of the businesses that were hmm. that were um, damaged. We- and that's not really the jam of people that are that go postal, you know, like they show up at work and shoot their boss in the head or something like that. They don't yeah. like commit property, random property damage in a bunch of adjacent buildings. Last question I have, which maybe you you know, maybe you don't, but do we have any info on what exactly the explosive was? How did he do this logistically? I don't even look into that. I mean, I, I assume that it's some some Uncle Ted sort of device that he rigged up himself because he seemed like a high IQ individual that had um, some familiarity with things like this. Hmm. Uh, maybe the answer lies in that. Yeah, well we will we shall see or maybe not it doesn't seem like there's a lot of curiosity for the abundant points of curiosity on this story if there's more information that comes out i will be eager to discuss it because this makes absolutely no sense to me but among things to discuss that make absolutely no sense to me as i mentioned i had prepared a whole segment to talk about Exactly what happened with the negotiations and the plan on the the coronavirus stimulus bill and the gigantic federal spending bill into which it was lumped. 
And we're going to talk about what's going to happen because there was a deadline. There's a deadline coming up on, on Tuesday. Unemployment benefits have just expired. And then just a couple hours before live, Trump tweets out good news on COVID relief bill information to follow. Now, recall just last week, Trump had called this $2.3 trillion monstrosity a disgrace and demanded that Congress up the payments to individual Americans from 600 bucks to 2000 as well as eliminate the massive pile of pork that's in here, specifically the foreign aid, the Sri Lankan boat, the Pakistani gender studies, the, the aid for Sudan. We have to become friendly with um, with the Sudanese, all the other stuff that was in there. And people say, oh, well, that's you can't you can't rip the coronavirus s- stimulus bill for that because that's just part of our annual spending. Why? Why is that part of our annual spending, particularly in a year where people have been screwed over in America repeatedly? Why, why is this? Because <laughs> we, this is funny money and none of it matters. We're in such uh, deep debt that, that none of this money is even real. It's all a fucking illusion. So we had this stalemate in Congress where the Democrats agreed with Trump and said, OK, let's do a bill to do $2,000 payments to Americans. And the Republicans blocked that. The Republicans countered and said, OK, let's get some of this foreign aid under control. And the Democrats blocked that. So we <laughs> it's either everyone gets a huge check and so does Pakistan or Nobody gets a check. Can't we not pay the Pakistanis and uh, help out Americans? That's what everyone's wondering, but they can't figure out a way to get it done. So that was the context for Trump tweeting this out. And you're thinking, okay, cool. The deal make, maybe the deal maker has done it again. Maybe we'll get something better. And then a half hour before live, 45 minutes before live headline NPR, Trump signs COVID-19 relief package after threatening to derail it. And just to be extra clear, no, There's not a new package that was negotiated. No, there are not adjustments made to the massive piles of foreign aid. No, there are not bigger checks of Rona bucks coming to your to your mailbox. None of that. It's the same piece of crap bill that the House and Senate passed in hurried fashion Monday night. The same bill that Trump made that big Christmassy speech about calling it a disgrace. And for undisclosed reasons, I looked on Twitter, I I looked through this article, there's no statement given. It just says the White House announced this signature Sunday night. Where is the good news here? Now, remember, just two years ago, Trump had said in response to a similarly bloated, hurried, nobody read it bill. 2018, he said, this is this is a bad bill. I say to Congress, I'm never doing this again. Here he and then he is. immediately did it again. Yeah. Again, doing it yeah. again after this whole show saying he wouldn't do such a thing and then turns around, uh, does it anyway and calls it good news. I, yeah, I, I, know. I eagerly await the explanation for how this is good news. I haven't heard it yet, but I won't hold my breath, I suppose. And um, the only angle that I can think of to explain why he did this is probably because they're worried about the political implications for the Georgia Senate runoff coming up in uh, what? Like, is that that's gosh, that's a week and two days off. That's not this week, but the next. So they're thinking, okay, if Trump and the Republicans look responsible for holding up aid to Americans, that's going to be a bad look. That's going to put Purdue and uh, Loeffler in trouble. So whatever, let's just get this signed. I wonder if it was Trump. I wonder if it was his aides. I, I wonder how this developed behind the scenes because this is so nonsensical. This, this was all just a show to accomplish nothing. Yeah, but he does that. He's done that so many times. It just says what we want to hear, but not deliver. Remember when, right, he, when well, he was talking about critical race theory and we were so super excited. Did anything well, come to fruition from that? 
He well, he did issue the executive order, and they started. Um, there there were efforts to start dismantling that. Now that's all in the in the dumpster because of Biden coming in. But that yeah. that was a positive. That was a plus. Yeah, but he does a lot of things where he just kind of says what everybody wants to hear, and then it has an inability to follow through. I'm going to need an explanation on this because you can't go from disgrace to good news without explaining nothing changed other than your characterization. So why is yesterday's disgrace today's good news? I need an explanation on that one. Sorry, losing my voice a little bit. Uh, Let's see. Oh, the other the other news, other Trump news of the week. Is the uh, the pardons. So Trump is getting Uh. Trump is getting pardon happy. In his last, uh, potentially his last weeks again, I can't count out the surprises in the coming weeks. So who knows what's going to happen? But if this is the end of the Trump presidency, he's, he's exercising his pardon authority at will. So 26 new ones on Wednesday, including Roger Stone, Paul Manafort and Charles Kushner. There were four, there were four Blackwater guards involved in killings in Iraq. Also pardoned uh, George Papadopoulos uh, That's good. is Fine. also uh, noteworthy. Now, critics accuse the president of going beyond historical norms to to bail out his friends and allies. And uh, I suppose maybe there's some of that. But uh, to be fair, I think we also went beyond historical norms in prosecuting the president's friends and allies, which this is a reflection of. Now, just to recap, Roger Stone and George Papadopoulos were convicted of lying to investigators, not underlying crimes. Uh, Paul Manafort committed financial crimes. Yeah, but okay. they were totally unrelated <laughs> to the premise of the investigation, which was 2016 Russian collusion. But Charles Kushner, that guy. I forgot about this. And I, I looked into yeah. it today to remember what he did. This, of course, is Jared Kushner's father. So I know we've talked about it on the show before, so I'm sure you remember. But I, I needed to refresh my memory. So Charles Kushner, Kushner the Elder, was prosecuted in the early 2000s by then federal lawyer Chris Christie for tax evasion witness tampering and illegal campaign contributions. And this witness tampering is where this, where his crimes get really bizarre. Uh, Charles Kushner's case was prosecuted in part. So his, his case on the financial crimes was prosecuted on evidence provided by his brother-in-law, William Schulder. A, he's a, he's a former um, Kushner employee. He worked for Charles Kushner and he flipped on Charles Kushner and testified against him in the, in these financial crimes cases and for revenge Charles Kushner hired a prostitute to lure Shoulder into a sexual encounter in a New Jersey hotel uh, as nice. a camera rolled and then they took the recording of the encounter and sent it to Charles Kushner's sister Shoulder's wife Esther the Shoulders brought the video to prosecutors who tracked down the prostitute and she flipped on Charles Kushner that's some really <laughs> I mean the 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 financial crimes aside, and even the criminal implications aside, just what it takes to do that to your own family, to, to really really sleazy. He was a terrible slumlord as well. Um, the Kushners are are incredibly corrupt. But as far as the remaining pardons, great. You know, I don't think that he's pardoned too many people. The the real one I don't like is this Kushner thing. Also, well, that, why why is he not pardoned? Assange and Snowden. That's all I care yeah. about. It's like, do that. George Papadopoulos has already served, served his time and everything like that. It's like, okay, yeah, it's symbolic. I, and I'm sure he appreciates being pardoned because it gets taken off his record. But like Assange and Snowden are the, are the real ones. Everybody's like, but do it. Like do it, do it right a, now. Kushner, you're going to pardon There is Kushner a push for that. Um, yeah, good. This week, Rand Paul, Matt Gates, Gates. I, I always forget how to pronounce his name. The Florida representative, Matt Gates, 
and Roger Stone have all reportedly spoken with Trump about pardoning Snowden. As for Assange, I don't see any corresponding reporting about um, these people whispering in Trump's ear to pardon Assange, too. We'll see. But remember, Assange's extradition ruling, potentially to, to have him um, extradited to the U.S., is expected to be delivered on January 4th, at least this according to reporting in October. So that's coming up mm, a week from tomorrow. Yeah. And you could potentially have Julian Assange sent to the United States for prosecution in short order. So it's not just that Trump's presidency is potentially running out. It's that Julian Assange is potentially quickly or or rather soon facing prosecution here in the United States under the Espionage Act. According to reporting, it would be the first time anybody has ever been prosecuted for publishing an item under the Espionage Act. So it would be a historic prosecution if it actually happens. So the Assange thing really bothers me because Trump, his entire presidency has talked about how important loyalty is to him and everything like that. Who did more for Trump than Assange? And and I know that um, like last time we talked about this, I had some I've mentioned that my perspective on Snowden and Assange is difficult to nail down. And I have a hard time uh, making a decision between those competing interests. The Snowden case in particular, and thank you to emailers who emailed me and kind of discussed this out with me to think about this. Even if you grant that um, that there may be legal implications to the things that Snowden exposed. There's no denying that Snowden exposed illegal activity, not just the argument that the government was behaving unconstitutionally, but as adjudicated by courts, determined by courts to be illegal activity, spying on Americans, sharing Americans information. If there is no legal method by which to expose that criminality or that violation of law, what else are you left to do? So it's 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 a choice between make Americans aware of the degree to which their rights are being violated or hush up forever. Those are those yeah. are the choices he faced. And um, so I mean, I, and just in general, I got to come down on the side of more information, not less it, when 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 you have to when you have to err on one side. So uh, anyway, that's me kind of returning to where my thought process comes down on, on all of this. And, and if Trump if Trump came out and uh, and pardoned Snowden, I would greet that as good news, I would say. Yeah. I mean, that information uh, should have been public property. We all had to know what was happening. Everybody was blissfully unaware. He did a great public service. The The, the argument that I hear all the time is that uh, he endangered troops, he endangered the troops. But what about informing the general public about the massive violations of our fundamental rights? What about yeah. that? And I think I think the uh, the that was more the Assange stuff, too. Right. The exposure of um, yeah, of. uh a lot of uh, criminal activity by the U.S. military, but as, as part of that process, a lot of um, important intelligence that would put people in danger, too. You know, Snowden is like it's kind of a mixed bag. Yeah. Snowden is. Do you want to know if people are spying on you or not? And maybe there are better processes to reveal that or not. But if, if you're left with no legal option, what do you do? What do you do? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, I mentioned the uh, the Georgia upcoming Georgia runoffs. <laughs> this isn't even this isn't even really news or at least it's not anything that's going to shock anybody but it's just out there in the Atlanta Journal Constitution 
So, uh, so I figured I would touch on it because, of course, um, how much a, a prospective President Biden, how much he's resisted in Congress will depend on on this race. Polls show a dead heat in both races, Purdue holding a half a point lead over Ossoff in aggregated polling, Warnock holding a half point lead over Loeffler. If you believe polling, if you don't, who cares? And if you have questions about the process, the polling is probably irrelevant anyway. Of course, the, uh, a bulk of the ballots have already been mailed in. And the prospect for the same sort of shenanigans in no, uh, as we saw in November seems likely, if not already in place. But the groundwork, the journalistic groundwork or the political groundwork to prep us to expect the exact same show that we just saw repeat is already being laid. And that's part of this Atlanta Journal-Constitution story headline. Get ready, Georgia. More election drama expected after Senate runoff. So they spoke to several political insiders, some of whom are on the record, some of whom are anonymous, but they all say the same thing. Once again, there could be tedious recounts. Once again, there could be drawn out legal battles. Once again, there could be an unwavering stream of misinformation infecting the social discourse. Now, take that for what you will. That could be. Just the easiest prediction of all time, to the extent that these are close races, you might expect that anyway. Or that could be testimony from people who know some things, some of whom are speaking with the paper anonymously. All I know is if we see the same show, if we see Purdue and Loeffler ahead on election night, and we have delays for a few days to count the votes and shock of shocks, Ossoff and Warnock win, and it's uh, Kami Kamala breaking ties in the Senate. You are you're at the warmest of cold civil wars at that point, if not a hot one, like it's going to be half the country not accepting the legitimacy of the federal government. If that's how this plays out. You ready? Yeah, Yeah, I I mean, what are are we going to do? What are we going to do in that situation? Uh, I don't know. I'm not saying that's not a rhetorical question. I seriously I seriously don't know how we're going to get through this. I think the same thing we've been talking about for a long time, which is you you aggregate together. And if you don't recognize the legitimacy of the federal government, if you don't consent to that governance, which is the only basis for the legitimacy of that governance, that's the way it is. If they want to start busting communities up, I suppose they're going to do that. But what what's the alternative? If I just go along to get along, they're going to they're going to steal your they're going to steal your money through tax. The, the priorities are. Steal your property or at least heavily tax you. Steal your guns as long as Czar Beto can uh, can can uh, or gets his job that um, that Biden promised. They're going to open the borders, unrestrict them. They're going to print money such that what you do have loses value is worthless. Why would anyone of reasonable mind consent to that? And it's one thing to consent to that if you believe that you lost legitimacy or that you lost legitimately. But if you don't believe that you lost legitimately, why would you ever accept that? Was that was Freudian, a Freudian slip, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so this is just, I, I know it's naive, but please, can there just, I, I would rather they come out and say like, on election night, oh, uh, Ossoff and Warnock won by a million votes each. It wasn't even close. Can we just have it clean? If we're going to do this bullshit, can we just have it clean? I don't want this multi-day drag out, just like we saw. Multi-day? God, it could be, it could be weeks, couldn't it? Yeah. Yeah, the suitcases um, will strike again. I have to address the live chat right now. Okay, Why? so I know this. The Snowden. Okay, do you remember in 2016 this House Intelligence Committee 
um, they released this declassified version of um, the Snowden reports, they were talking about how this endangered troops. Assange, I've heard heard the same claim about him, but um, I think it was Adam Schiff came out and was talking about it. Really? Uh, And his defenders claim he's a whistleblower. He isn't. The committee review shows that he's handed over secrets that protect American troops overseas and secrets that provide vital defenses against terrorists in nation states. That is to what I was referring. Oh. So so Snowden has also... People have also said that Snowden um, endangered yeah. American troops. Well, I wonder what the, the angle is there. I think he's probably just talking about these are tactics that we use to spy on terrorists. Yes, basically. Yeah. Okay. Well, that sounds like bullshit, but okay. Of course it's bullshit, but I've heard the same claim levied at all the, the leakers. Leakers. That seems like a stretch, <laughs> whereas in, in, in Assange's cases, there was specific military intelligence that was, le- that was leaked. Right. Or right. military it's, information. It's a farce, yeah. 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 But I was aware of that live. Like 40 people were like, man, that's a thing. Um, All right. Are we going to hide in our bunker after this Georgia thing? Is that what's going to happen here? True story. I've been thinking about um, if we decide to build a family, where where would we move? And uh, my parents are nearing retirement. So would we move to a place close together? And how would we handle this? My dad linked me some property in rural Montana, like 90 miles away from here recently. And it came, it, it doesn't have a house on the property. It's just kind of backwoods, multi-acre you can build. property. But get this, it comes with a pre-installed uh, buried, what are those things that the preppers yeah. use? It's like a bunker, but it's like a big cylinder that's underground. What's the term? They repurpose these giant tubes and you live in them. And this property You want to live in a giant underground tube. I no, don't know. I'd, I mean, no, I'd build the house, but you have like a fallout shelter. And that's what's is that cool. what you were. Is that the phrase you were looking for? Yeah, uh, it's it's basically like a survival, an underground survival den. It wouldn't be my main residence, but like you can have that <laughs> on part of the property in case things get crazy. And then you can just build a normal house. It would be nice to have a plan B of any sort. I'm starting to get very worried. Hmm. Well, if you're not safe in North Idaho, you're, you ain't safe anywhere. <laughs> Silo? Is that what people, people are saying? I guess. Yeah, there's a t- they're, they're like big oil tanks or something. Like, what are they usually used for? I forget. But if you watch Doomsday Preppers, people have these things. It's, it's an attractive... There's a show called Doomsday Preppers? Oh, you gotta watch it. Yeah, it's, it was on National Geographic. I think you can watch it on... Do they have it on Netflix or Amazon Prime? One of the main doesn't sound so crazy anymore. Oh, the show's it? the best, although they do go overboard. Uh, one guy will like ambush his wife and his, the rest of his family as though he's an attacker to to assess their preparedness to fight him off. He dresses up in a ghillie <laughs> suit and all this. Oh my God, what an I, asshole! I don't think prepping is crazy at all, as in being prepared to live independently for a sustained period of time. What I do think is crazy is when these people compromise the quality of their life today in pursuit right. of their preps. So they'll have like yeah. three extra rooms in their house, but they can't use them because they're full of like canned cherries or something. Hmm. But I guess who, who will be laughing then when I'm begging at their doorstep, starving saying, please, yeah. I need apocalypse cherries. I think we'll be Okay. I don't have any hard skills is the thing. Uh, well, uh, child bearer. That's, that's, that's all females hard skill. <laughs> uh, yeah. In 10 years, uh, you know, I'll just be ritualistically killed by my husband while he takes on a new, <laughs> yeah. it takes on a harem or something like that. I mean, but seriously, what, what are we going to do? Like, I can't really grow anything. I'm okay at it, but it's not al- enough to feed my family. Yeah. Well, it's always great to take opportunities to learn a new skill set. 
even if you're perceived by your neighbor, neighbors to be crazy for it, the more self-sufficient, the more skilled you can become. It, it, seriously speaking, that's the way to approach what looks like an ominous upcoming year. It's to better yourself, develop yourself to be as prepared as possible. I don't think there's any benefit to us sitting around saying, woe is me and, and worrying and, and fretting. That's true. You got to prepare yourself. Preparedness to some degree is an illusion for all people. If society collapses, I mean, we're all going to be in some deep shit. Except some for Owen Benjamin. He's going to be fine. Yeah. Some people, fine. some people will survive. The question is, will you be one of them? And you should treat every day as an opportunity to be one. But it's not just for this. That goes for every day. Like, you know, just yeah. being harder to kill is a good thing to be. Regardless of <laughs> okay. circumstance. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yikes. Uh, one thing before we move on from Georgia. Did you see this uh, report? That a couple was arrested in uh, Columbia County, Georgia. Stealing mm. packages on porches while not officially campaigning for Ossoff and Warnock. They were passing out flyers that were pro-Ossoff and Warnock. Originally, it, thought, it was thought that they were campaign volunteers or even campaign staff. Turns out they were, they're were they not. They're just third-party people distributing pro-Ossoff and Warnock flyers. So not only do they steal your elections, they, they steal your Christmas presents off your porch, too. That's some real Grinch-like behavior right there. Meanwhile, uh, I mentioned Kamala Harris and her never ending uh, pandering. <laughs> uh, well, actually, let's um, no, let's let's talk Kamala first, because there was this funny clip from Joe, too. But but um, Kamala Harris posted a happy Kwanzaa message on Twitter yesterday. And it's not just that she wants to say happy Kwanzaa to the two people who celebrate it. It's that she says that she and her sister and her entire family have so many memories of all their Kwanzaa traditions growing up. Whoops, that's the Biden one. Here's the Kamala one. I wanted to take a moment to send my warmest wishes to everyone celebrating Kwanzaa. You know, my sister and I, we grew up celebrating Kwanzaa. Every year, our family and our extended family, we would gather around across multiple generations and we tell stories. The kids would sit on the carpet and the elders would sit in chairs and, and we would light the candles and, of course, afterwards have a beautiful meal. Happy Kwanzaa from our family to yours. She went on and on yeah. to describe some dumb philosophy. She's like, my favorite lesson of Kwanzaa was to be who you want to be and do what you want to do. Oh, what great philosophical genius from the inventors of Kwanzaa. Now, just to clarify. She's barely black. Like, isn't she a quarter black? Is she? Well, depends on your definition of black. Are you saying African-American? Because no, she's not of African descent. But that's the thing is. Dude, 25% black does not count. The average black American is 25% white. And they don't go around talking about how white they are. Mm. This bitch is a liar. Quarter black doesn't count. And quarter Kwanzaa- black. Garrett? Garrett? Is that a name? Yeah, yeah. He, like, bar- he barely looks black. If she wasn't Indian, I don't even think you'd be able to tell. <laughs> Shout out to Garrett. Uh, hey, Garrett. Sorry, I messed up your name. I called you Jared. <laughs> Confused you with not gay Jared, yes. No, but, yes, yes. You know, they kind of rhyme. So just to clarify, though, to your point, back in the 60s, we're supposed to believe, because Kamala Harris was born in 1964, so sometime late 60s, early 70s, she and her sister and her parents, an Indian lady and a Jamaican guy taught their daughters about a holiday that was invented just a few years after Kamala's birth. Kamala was born in 1964. Kwanzaa was invented in 1966 and like 10 people. Was it really? Yes. (laughs) 
And so just to test the theory about how they don't actually have Kwanzaa traditions in the Harris household, I would like to get Kamala's sister and Kamala Harris in two separate rooms and ask them to describe on tape. Tell us about your Kwanzaa traditions growing yes. up. What, what did you do? What, what were those things in the household? I'm sure. I'm sure that happened. And it just... As a point of pandering, too, it's like, what is achieved politically by doing this? The vast majority of actual African-Americans celebrate Christmas, not Kwanzaa. Who the hell are you even pandering to? Who are these Kwanzaa people? In fairness, she did post a Christmas message, too. And in fairness, I watched it for about five seconds. It mentioned the birth of Christ. But the other two minutes were devoted to telling you how you can't celebrate Christmas this year because it's not safe. I didn't hear that in the Kwanzaa message. I didn't hear. All I heard was how great Kwanzaa gatherings are. The Christmas message was don't gather for Christmas. It's too dangerous. She doesn't celebrate Christmas with her family, does she? She said she does. She makes it in her video. She said she makes a special salsa or something like that. Some with kind her of spe- Jewish husband. Yeah. Well, he was in the video, too. Was he? Yeah. They talked about their Christmas traditions. You be the judge. That's real sneaky right there. Real <laughs> okay. sneaky. Well, that's what Kamala says went on at her house. You believe her if you decide to or not. Meanwhile, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, Christmas. Yeah, I'm buying all this. (laughs) As far as uh, Joe, this week, Joe was asked by Peter Ducey of Fox News if he thinks if he still thinks the reports from the uh, fall about the Hunter investigation being Russian disinformation, if those are true, because, of course, we've since had Justice Department confirmation that those investigations are going on. Reporter asks him, do you still think that's Russian disinformation? And Joe says yes and laughs at the guy and calls him a one horse pony. Yes, yes, yes. God love you, man. You, you're a one horse pony. I tell you. Thank you. Thank you. I promise you, my Justice Department will be totally on its own making its judgments about how they should proceed. Thank you. What are you even, one horse town? Is that? <laughs> one trick pony. One trick pony. Did he, did he cross over one horse town and one trick pony? Is one horse town a thing? I don't know. Is that, I can, I, he, I don't know if yeah, I've he heard. Yeah, he said one horse pony. Right? Yeah, but is one horse town a thing? I guess so. There's yeah. a song. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I guess that is a thing. I haven't heard that before. But yeah, he must have crossed those up. And of course, this isn't even the worst pony related uh, <laughs> reference that Vine That's has right. made. There was a lying dog faced pony soldier not too long ago. But to the point, does anyone really believe this? Does anyone really believe that Joe Biden or his team, that they're interviewing prospective attorney general candidates and saying, you know, we're hands off about this Hunter Biden thing. You do you. You're an independent prosecutor. As though it's not question one, uh, what are you going to do about the Hunter stuff? And if you say anything other than throw it in the trash, get the hell out of here. Get out of here, yeah. We'll see. And, uh, well, they're just- probably being mo- more co- covert than that in case there are, any, there are any leaks. But I mean, you know, this is the country that we deserve. This guy is, he's going to be our president. We're going to have a week <laughs> like this every single week. We, we're going to have Joe Biden gaps of the week. We're not going to miss a beat. I got to make some Um, new sounders. I got to figure it out. Yeah. This is just, it's incredible to me that anybody would actually want this guy to be president. He can, he can barely get a sentence. Anybody. You mean, you see his wires cross like that. He looks super geriatric. And then Kamala with that horrifying visage, just the the look on, she's the way she speaks in her cackle. Everybody must hate her. Right. 
Did you see the candles were Kwanzaa colored too? They were black and green and red. Nice touch. Yeah. Nice touch. Probably buying it. Well, I want to talk some Rona stories, but now would be a good time to get a first break in. Sure. Before we do that, let me, uh, before I forget, as always, let me open the treasure chest on DLive. Thanks for hanging out with us tonight, guys. Can you handle the um, YouTube super chats without your computer blowing up? Or are we good on that front? Uh, I think I can. It does kind of sound like my computer's going to take off. Do, 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 do. We got a lot. Um, okay. Quantum football, you can save 100% or more on car insurance by getting AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I guess, I guess that one's true. Holden Mulray says, hi, Truth Seekers. Is there anything from the lockdowns that you plan to keep if when they end? My, my wife and I hope to eat out less. I have also lost interest in going to movies. God bless you both. Um, well, I hope my husband gives up sports. <laughs> Any hope on that front? Has his viewership declined or? Uh... No, I mean, he still cares about it. It's hmm. a real bummer. Um, I don't know. I feel like uh, we spend a lot of time together as a family. That's a positive, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, I feel there's so many things that I used to. I, I was always a social distancing person by default. I don't want to be close to you. I certainly don't want to touch you. But now it's had the opposite effect on me. Anytime someone gives me a handshake, dare I say a hug? Damn, that's cool. The, 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 mm-hmm. It's an act of rebellion now. So yeah, I know. Oddly enough, it might actually make me a more, how do I want to phrase this without being weird? Because if I say touchy person, that's not a quote I want to say. But you get what Skag I- Skag pers- is notoriously, uh, like, no PDA in public. He's talked about it before on the show. So if, yeah. if that changes, then this is like a real shift in personality. Well, I just mean, I just mean things like handshakes and hugs and being more- uh, I don't know, just being more warm with people in greetings and social interactions and stuff like that. I do appreciate that. Like I talked about it on a Wednesday, but a woman came up, uh, this Mexican chick at the Mexican market, and she started like touching my baby. Now, hmm. normally this would have horrified me, but in this climate, I was like very touched that somebody <laughs> would take that gesture. Um, well, was she wearing yeah, a mask but, or not? Right. She was wearing a mask. Everybody was wearing a mask. Everybody hmm. around here is wearing a mask. You know, I talk a big game in Idaho, but it is so much easier there to get away with the mask-free stuff. Here, people will straight up confront you. Hmm. It's uh, really stressful. Really, really. Well, we'll we got some confrontations coming up shortly. You haven't seen anything um, like those, though, I take it. You haven't been followed around a store or anything. No, but it feels like that's right. Like I'm hmm. always on the precipice of getting in some sort of serious altercation with somebody. Hmm. Um, Anderson Bush, blonde, after years of weighing the facts, I finally came around on the question of uh, Society of St. Pius X. They're legit. I, too, think that they are legit. Uh, Daniel Kunkel, um, fear of the Wu flu has so consumed my grandmother that she wanted no visitors on Christmas at first. Um, A first, sorry. Uh, She treats it like a plague with a 99% death rate, not survival rate. Living in fear is not the way. Yeah, I mean, I hope that if I were old and in this situation that... um, that I would be more flexible. Like I like to give old people a wider latitude on the COVID thing because you know, they're on death's door anyway, but don't they care about quality of life? Like this attitude that nothing is ever going to kill you is such boomer nonsense. Like we are all going to die with 100% certainty. I mean, if anyone deserves, uh, everybody deserves free choice in this matter. Of course, I, that's a hill that I will die on in all of this. And yeah. if anyone is justified in being more cautious, it's the elderly. So, 
as long as the choice is being made freely, that that's what's most important to me. But it is a bummer to me to think that in your latter years, you would prioritize, you would, you would try to purchase a few more years on top of a lifelong lived in potential isolation rather than accepting the risk of enjoying your later years with your family and letting the chips fall where they may. That's the way I would operate. But again, as long as it's individuals making those choices for themselves and not some state mandated nonsense, I have less of an issue with it. Yeah, it's a bummer, but I, I don't know. It's hard for me at this late stage in the coronavirus to not just look at people that are still buying it and be like, how are you so fucking stupid? Like, how are you so stupid at this at this stage? You got to become so the much CBS evidence. lady that we're going to see in a minute. You got to be that the hero. was the biggest white pill of the entire <laughs> coronavirus. I can't wait to talk about it. Let's do a yeah, few more. Sure. Uh, Long Dong John. Matt and I once made love in Nashville. I was told he had a short fuse, but he blew me away with his intimacy Ugh. and patience. <laughs> As we exploded all over the place, guys, I say I had a real blast. That's disgusting. Thank you. You know, it's it's the ones that are intimate, like the sexual stuff. I'll say, but ugh. It's yeah. It's where it's um. What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, it's it's on the tip of my tongue, which is a bad thing to say in this context too. But it's uh. God damn it! I don't know. Just move on. I don't want to go down this road. John Smith, Merry belated Christmas and Happy New Year, you soldier-faced dog ponies. That's pretty close. I uh, love watching you guys. <laughs> Definitely my favorite way to end the weekend and glad to find a meetup group around my area. I'm also glad. Send us some pictures. We'll put them on the show. Yeah. Happy New Year. Rachel Jane says, I'm still partaking in some holiday celebrations, so we'll have to catch the show later, but I wanted to say Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to you both. Have a wonderful week with your families. You too, Rachel. Thank you so much. I really appreciate yeah, that. Yeah. Happy New Year. I'm glad to hear that. Alec Urban, the Nashville attack knocked out my internet from Friday until this afternoon. Really? Whoa. I was under the impression that the communication was short, the communication interruption, rather. That's what I thought, yeah. It must have been worse than um, uh, I saw reported. Hmm. Well, that does lead credence, lend credence to that theory, I suppose. Okay, that makes sense. I, I understand killing yourself if it knocks off that guy's internet for two days. <laughs> I couldn't Worth zoom it. with my family on Christmas. Super chat won't let me say what I feel. Oh my God. Him. So yeah, oh. I, I didn't even think of that angle. You, you Yikes. settle for the Christmas zoom, but bizarre bomber guy takes out your ability to do that. Even what about um, like phone Weird. connection? Does it impact? Did it impact AT&T phones too? Or was it just internet services? Hmm. Like cell I, towers? I, 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 I guess. I assumed it was just internet services, but that would make sense if it were also phone. The articles I read said communication. Yeah. Um, not Aquarius says my job project options, Portland, Bothell or Oklahoma city. Ugh, all those are terrible. God, I mean, I'm sorry. I should be more positive. I'd go Oklahoma city. Appreciate the input. I don't know that much about this is Washington. Bothell, Washington. Is that the place? Bothell is pretty close to Seattle, but it's not Seattle. By the way, I work as a field engineer with microwave communication networks. I'm a Marine veteran. Where would you go for one year? Uh, Oh, for a year? Okay, that's not so bad. Oklahoma City, probably. I'd go Oklahoma City. But it's a real garbage city. It's gross. At least the cost of living is low. At least you have more conservative surroundings. I would feel more comfortable building something in Oklahoma than building something in Washington or Oregon right now. Weather's rough, though. Let's make it tornado-proof, yeah. And hail Um. Yeah. Disturbed 2K7 says, I got 12 hour watch uh, as Christmas and New Year New Year's presents. At least I'm going on shore duty. What are you guys going to spend your kids future on? 
that what they say? I love you guys. Happy holidays. And God bless you and yours. Your kid's future for your 600 Rona box. Yeah. I'm going to buy 10 (laughs) rounds of nine millimeter ammo. I think is is what I'm going to do. Yeah, really? Yeah. Um, Mr. Obvious is the last one for right now. The natural bombing doesn't make sense. Wasn't he a police officer? 63 explosion did not come from an RV in the footage. If he worked in IT, he would not fear 5G. Uh, based on the evidence, I think he might have been murdered. It's a cover-up. Um, I'm hmm. at this point. I'm I'm open to all theories <laughs> about this. I mean, well, and if 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 the guy was already dead, and you wanted someone to use as cover for this, I suppose they just found ch- chunks of him. You know, there wasn't a body. Yeah. It's not like the family gets to identify the body or something like that. They just found pieces of flesh, and then they say, but wouldn't that, that it's be that the guy. best way to cover up a murder? Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. This is why it, this this oh. story lends itself to that sort of theorizing because there's just not a lot of verifiable, vettable evidence. You just have to trust the word of the investigators and you have a little bit of video evidence. But as far as the motives, why? It's like, yeah, it's a, it's a choose your own adventure type story. Bizarre. All right, we'll circle back. Uh, who did we leave off on? I'll just mark it in case I... Boogeyman 917. Uh, okay. Let's catch up. You uh, could probably um, kill him in a variety of ways and then it would just be, you know, pieces of flesh blown everywhere. You'd have no idea how he died. What if he was just an already dead guy? And just, just like any guy. Just, yeah. He just like died of natural causes. Yeah. And they're like, all right, here's our chance. <laughs> but again, I can buy into that sort of theorizing. If you can show me what was achieved, I just don't understand what was achieved. Was it botched? Was this the intent? What was the intent? I mean, I feel like if it was going to be some psyop and they were using it as a distraction, wouldn't they have killed some people? Yeah, you'd think you'd make it worse in effect than it was. And that's not to say it was good. But as far as this sort of attack goes, this was no Oklahoma. This was no McVeigh, for example. Right. This was uh, this was not you. You won't a year from now. We'll probably hear about this and go. Oh, yeah, that weird shit. I forgot about that. You probably won't be thinking much about this one. In like a week, I'm going to feel like that. Yeah. On DLive, Buddy says, uh, PSYOP is the first in a string of attacks to justify some new war under Biden. More to come. Okay. Maybe it's part of a chain. Maybe that's mm-hmm. the idea. Chubby Stubby says, just support and thank you, sir, for keeping us on the air. Happy New Year. Let's check in on Streamlabs. We'll get into uh, Dr. Fauci admitting to you that he uh, tries to manipulate your perspective. Cameron over on Streamlabs says Boomer Waffen is rising. Boomer Waffen is must be uh this this bomber man. Bet you'll see a lot more similar incidents when people realize that the state nor any politician will come to save them. Make government fear the people again. Hope you both had a merry christmas and have a happy new year. I agree mm-hmm. definitely make government fear the people again. That's how oh, liberty yeah. is achieved. In this case, um, if you, if he was trying to, tr- if he was trying to go after government, I don't even know if that's what Cameron is saying, but that's the other, I just don't understand the target here. AT&T, uh, why? Or that street? Yeah. Why? I just don't get it. If government was yeah. the target, what's achieved? How is the government victimized there? I don't, I don't know. Maybe government will be the target. Maybe that's what he means too. Uh, Sergeant Snow Ape says you're a, uh, you apes have got four days to get your shit together. Snow Ape, uh, Snow Ape uprising 2020. Yeah. I think we dropped the ball. It didn't happen in 2020, but uh, 2021 is looking promising, I suppose. Bill says, I, for one, am glad glad Trump signed the bill. Americans just need to get over having a nice life and surviving and give all of our resources to foreign allies so they can continue to 
bombed Syria on Christmas Eve. Did that happen? I don't, probably happened. I don't know. Phil says on a related note, I hope I live long to see. <laughs> okay. Phil's trying to get me in trouble. <clears throat> uh, no, this is. Uh, hmm. Read it. Read it. <laughs> I don't know if I can read this one. He says he hopes he lives long enough to see Ben Shapiro and the rest of his neocon buddies forced to dig ditches in at his preferred site of dig ditch digging. That's that's what he's for government construction, Susan. And I didn't write this. All right. Does he have to dig it with his little hat? Uh, I don't know. This is Phil's mm. chat and it probably should not have. <laughs> moving on. Moving on. Just your standard RWDS. The Nashville bombing would have been considered right leaning. If a rider, mm. if a rider moving van, uh, what's, what's the rider reference? Oh, is that, is that McVeigh? Did he use a rider? R I D E R. Is that yeah. what Oh, I don't know. There's someone must've used one. I don't know off the top of my head, but I I'm connecting in the, I'm, I'm thinking it's probably a McVeigh reference. I don't know. Phil says Trump pardoning stone and some others. Isn't the eye raising part. It's the fact that he continues to pardon Susan's cousins. It's a shame that Snowden and Assange will never be pardoned, but I guess they are just cattle. Unlike <laughs> Phil, Phil's spicy takes moving. <laughs> God, Phil's trying to speaking of Susan, Phil's trying to entice or uh, attract Susan's wrath tonight. Kim says, I know one of the uh, concerns with the boogaloo is communicate is the communication methods. The name is really bad timing, but the lockdown app might be a viable option. I can send you an email with more information if you're interested. Well, communication definitely will be vital. I know a lot of people are big on like ham radio and, you know, old technology like that. I admit, mm. um, I, I, that's not something that I don't, I don't, that's not something I know a lot about. If you knock out traditional phone and internet communication, I'm in trouble in that department. So I need some skill sets and backup plans there for sure. Yeah. Yeah. We shall see. Okay. Before I get us shut down, uh, or our chatters get us shut down. Moving on to uh, Dr. <laughs> Fauci. Ugh. The, Dr. Fauci, again, an interview published on um, by the New York Times on New Year's Eve. I don't know if the uh, timing means anything there or not, but it does seem odd that this was published at a time when people probably aren't going to be looking at it. Dr. Fauci says he has been slowly and deliberately shifting the goalposts about herd immunity. This is not my characterization of what he said. This is what the New York times presents the interview. Uh, this is how they summarize the interview in their Twitter presentation. And you go to the, um, to the actual article and doctor. So what Dr. Fauci is describing is it, back in the spring, he, he was saying, Oh, we're probably going to need like 60 to 70% immunity to coronavirus to have herd immunity. The idea that the virus isn't, uh, isn't transmitting freely between people and it's mostly under control because people are immune to it. That's what he said in the spring. And then a few, uh, then he, then he changed it to about 75% within the last month or so. He's been saying 80, 85%, sometimes even 90% or now he's telling the New York times he thinks 90% immunity is necessary to return to normal. And again, that's the kicker. It's not just what is the rate of immunity that's necessary such that the virus isn't transmitting frequently, but what is the, level of immunity necessary such that we can go back to normal, which is allegedly the goal of everyone here, normal person or expert aside. So he, he says, yeah, I've been, I've been, um, I've been upping the, my assessment of 
how much immunity would be necessary to achieve herd immunity. And the reason I'm doing that is because basically I need to convince people to go along with this. <laughs> it's, it's not based on science. It's not based on any assessment of the actual coronavirus data. I just had to be softer at the start to convince people to get the vaccine such that we could get the numbers up and reach the true levels of herd immunity that I think are necessary. So what, what he said, um, according to the report here, quote, New York Times reporting, quote, Dr. Fauci said that weeks ago he had hesitated to publicly raise his estimate for how much immunity is necessary for herd immunity because many Americans seemed hesitant about vaccines, <laughs> which they would need to accept almost universally in order for the country to achieve herd immunity. Dr. Fauci says this, quote, when polls said only about half of all Americans would take a vaccine, I was saying herd immunity would take 70 to 75 percent. Then when newer surveys said 60 percent or more would take it, I thought I can nudge this up a bit. So I went to 80, 85 oh translation. My God. Dr. Fauci is telling you he deliberately leads you along to get you to believe things and to do things that he wants you to do. All we hear is relentless screeching, follow the science, trust the expert. And here is the king of the experts, the expert of all experts telling you openly, I don't consult science in telling you what to do. I make it up and I strategize about how to get you to believe it so that you do what I want you to do. Sure, I lied, it's but it was so for your outrageous. own good. Gosh, and people are still doing it willingly, so willingly. I don't know. I mean, what percentage of people do you really think are, are not going to take the vaccine? I think that there is a large percentage of people that are saying they're not going to take it. But once they actually get their movement restricted, they will acquiesce. I think the reverse is probably also true, though. I think there mm -hmm. are a lot of people telling a pollster. If you talk to a pollster, yeah. hey, you're going to get the coronavirus vaccine. You'd be like, yeah, well, of course. Of course, I am totally. for sure. Because yeah. what benefit do you have? By saying no, you only have potential costs. If you get outed as someone who's on record saying I will not take the vaccine, you only face punishment for that. There's no reward to be had. That's true. So. And then I, I think a lot of people said they're not going to take the vaccine because they associated it with Trump. Those people will be. Oh, yeah. Surely. Yeah. How soon until this becomes the Biden vaccine and it's not the Trump. Right. In reality, it's not as though either. Well, as far as we know, I suppose <laughs> it's not as, as far as we know, it's not as though either one of them developed this. But, you know, at this point, I'm thinking about how the Democrats and the Chinese Communist Party cooperated to develop this water, this saline solution. <laughs> Surely there's speaking of dots to connect. There are some there. But but yeah, I, I do think you're right that the anti-Trump sentiment against getting the vaccine will probably fade in short order yeah. into the spring. Some other coronavirus topics, though, just to pick up on a, on a topic discussed last week, what's the premise behind every single piece of never ending restriction? Why did they try to cancel your Christmas? Why did they make you wear masks forever? Why is every aspect of normal life still being upended going on a year later, nine months, whatever we are? I mean, we're, we're the better part of a year into 15 days to slow the spread. What's the premise behind all of these new behaviors that we never did in the past? It's because of the idea of asymptomatic spread. You can't act normally just because you don't feel sick. You have to do this performative song and dance because you might be an asymptomatic carrier. And if that's not true, if asymptomatic transmission isn't happening, there's really no justification for any of this stuff for 
banning social gatherings among healthy people or making healthy people wear masks or any of that stuff. We discussed last week there was a study of 10 million people in Wuhan <laughs> and they couldn't it's a find a great sample size. God, that, that's only one percent of the Chinese population, I think, if the, <laughs> maybe one percent of the Wuhan population. So it's actually pretty small. Small Chinese. No, but seriously, a study of that size is just yeah. unheard of. I mean, that should be enough, even though yeah. it's Chinese, um, for us to put to bed this whole asymptomatic spread thing, which the CDC conceded in like June. Yeah, well, and then they it was the the WHO doctor who was out on video talking about it, and then they hushed that yeah. up real quick. Oh, it was the and World Health Organization. It wasn't the, the CDC. It was W. She was a WHO doctor. Yeah, I don't, mm-hmm. maybe the CDC said something similar. It's quite possible they did. But we so we had that study out of Wuhan, 10 million people. They couldn't identify one case of asymptomatic spread. And maybe, as we mentioned last week, well, there's a lot of Chinese research. I don't put a lot of stock in Chinese coronavirus reporting. Let's consider some okay, other fine. sources. Yeah. Fair enough. Let's consider some other sources. There is now a meta-analysis at the University of Florida. This is a, a study of studies. They looked at 54 studies which analyzed the household secondary attack rate of coronavirus. In other words, the rate of spread of coronavirus within households. And so while this study does find that coronavirus spreads among uh, symptomatic carriers at rates higher than other coronaviruses, spread among asymptomatic or pre-symptomatic people was extremely rare, so rare it was effectively zero. The authors of this study wrote... Uh, the asymptomatic or pre-symptomatic secondary attack rate is not statistically different from zero, as in basically <laughs> oh never happened. And and you know, meta-analysis are meta-analyses are the most robust of any statistical analysis. Yeah, weeds out just like anything else. The more you aggregate information, you weed out the anomalies. Mm. We're talking about fifty-four scientific peer-reviewed studies. That's what they're looking at. Follow the science. Trust the experts. Well, the entire premise of our bizarre behavior this year is being undermined by scientific study, scientific analysis. And just to emphasize a point on this one, too, asymptomatic spread within the household. Okay, people you're living with at all times, constant close contact with. If you don't have asymptomatic spread within the household, you definitely don't have it out and about. Just walking around outside, for example, or any of the public places in general outside of actually licking the public toilet seat. This is not a thing that's happening, but it's the entire premise for all the behavioral adjustments we've had to make. So if healthy people aren't spreading the virus, as the information suggests, why are healthy people wearing masks? That's the question. And the answer is because it's performative. It's you know nothing more, nothing less. And that's why it is also not clearly demonstrated that mask mandates as a political matter are having any effect on the spread because healthy people putting on masks doesn't really mean anything. If you're a healthy person who can't, sp- if you're an asymptomatic carrier who's not spreading the disease in general, you putting on a mask has no effect no. on whether you spread the disease or not. If you're healthy, if you're asymptomatically carrying whatever, but this is analysts at rational ground and they compiled case data across Florida counties and across states to assess mask mandate effectiveness. So to be as precise as possible, this isn't actually studying whether masks work. This is studying whether mask mandates as a political matter are associated with reduced spread. Okay. And Florida is an interesting opportunity for that sort of analysis because Florida is a patchwork of mask mandates. There isn't a statewide one. You have it county by county. 
So you get the benefit of comparing within a similar state instead of comparing people in Miami to people in Seattle, which mm. may have some other variables in play. So they, the, the analysts adjusted for population and they looked at counties with no mask mandate and counties with mask mandates. And they looked at how many per capita cases were happening over time. You can see that chart on your screen. Counties with no mandate actually had fewer cases over time as of mid-December. Um, as of mid-December here, mask, mask counties had about 600 cases per million per day. Non-mask counties in Florida had about 450 cases per million per day. You might say, because th this is adjusted for population. This is a per capita number. You might say that, okay, but the places with mask mandates are more densely populated. Those are the urban centers of Florida. And that's a fair point. That is, that is largely true. There are other variables in play here. But if you see this chart, just note how precise these two lines reflect each other. It's just one is below the other. But when cases are going up in Florida, they're going up in all counties. When cases are going down in Florida, they're going down in all counties. In other words, masking or not, or more precisely, a mask mandate or not, is not an explanatory variable in understanding why cases go up or go down. The trend lines reflect each other regardless. And the same trend is also true. They did this not just in Florida counties. They did this state by state. You have, um, you have a handful of states that, have, that still have no mask mandate. And of course, uh, most of them do. But they looked at case data from May 1st to December 15th to try to figure out, okay, are mask states doing better as far as transmission than non-mask states? States without a mask mandate, 17 cases per 100,000 people uh, per day. Mm -hmm. States with a mask mandate. 27 cases per 100,000 people. Well, how are they squaring day. the circle? Uh, well, who's they? The mask proponents? Yeah. Uh, the only thing I think you could say is that uh, mask mandate doesn't mean wearing a mask, let alone wearing a mask correctly. Those are oh. one is a political matter. One is the practicality of actually doing it. But at some level, how do you separate the two? If the political measure is not effective, then why are we doing it? Right. They, and you have to assume that we're going to have typical use, not perfect use across the board, no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. Which we'll talk about in a second. <laughs> it's a good transition because I did want to talk about this. Of course. Yeah. What's the flaw in this? Well, you, you'll never have perfect mask wearing. That's why people need to get better at wearing masks. That's the idea. That was the conclusion in that Danish study that we talked about a month or so ago. The conclusion is not that masks don't do anything. The conclusion is wear your mask with inhuman perfection. The trouble is people don't, as we saw that one guy wiping his ass and, and wiping his nose with his mask and touching it the whole time. Well, there was a, uh, a similar incident involving an ex, an ex uh, porn star. Uh, it, it's it's a, a viral video. The woman is alleged to have used her mask to clean up her dog's poop before putting the mask back on her face, here's the clip. There's no audio to it. You can just see her dog finishes taking a shit on the boulevard, picks it up with her mask, walks it over to the trash can, drops it in, thinks about it for a second, but mask goes back on face. She's all secure, and she walks on, ready to go about her day. <laughs> So this woman is ex porn can't be real. I, I don't think it is, uh, but the argument is being had. 
the uh, the woman is ex porn star Mia Khalifa. The TikTok video was posted by a high profile TikTok TikTok account Benny Blanco, who captioned it quote I just saw Mia Khalifa put poop on her face. <laughs> Which is probably not the nastiest thing that's been on her face. I'm sure it's, I'm sure she's had worse. Oof. Khalifa responded on her account. At le- Supposedly she said this seriously. Quote, at least I'm not an anti-masker. I just got back from traveling and I have to walk my dog. So safety first. Everyone has to wear the mask. I know that didn't. No, this, this isn't real. I'm calling bullshit on this. Yeah. Publicity that, stunt. That's what the critics speculate is. It's just uh it's just a publicity stunt for both people that uh, they saw an opportunity to make a hilarious viral TikTok video. So they made it happen. And uh, but uh, some people uh, do believe that it's that it's authentic. Apparently, she responded on her own account. Um, so she, she said to that post, at least I'm not an anti-masker. Um, but then on her own account, she apparently admitted to people in the comments that she did it. But what does that mean? Does that mean that like. I did the stunt. Does that mean that no, my dog took a shit. I wiped the mask in the shit and I put the mask on my face because I think that's a good thing to do. Whatever. I don't don't like this world anymore. Reasons why Mm. masks don't work. Okay. Uh, the, okay. So then we have some more mask war episodes. There was this, um, we're going to end on the good one, right? Yes. I'm going to do the one at the grocery store. First, there was this woman in the Baylor mask you tell me what happened here because in the video she's just following people around a grocery store making a scene because they're not wearing a mask but is there any more to it yeah yeah so uh this is from the dude that took the video he was with his girlfriend um this is from his instagram post where he posted the video as i've stated in previous posts i'm not wearing a mask this was the last three minutes of 15 minutes of interaction with this woman she was out of her mind at first she seemed nice she approached me to ask me why i was not wearing a mask i shared a few facts with her and just like most simpletons, she broke her poor little brain could not handle the truth. I asked her to stand six feet away from us. She proceeded to bump into Becca, which is his girlfriend, and get in my face. She told us if we put on masks, she would leave us alone. I told her there's not a chance and this mask is not going on. So she followed us around the store yelling, screaming, and dancing until the employees called the police on her and had her removed from the store. Oh, she got she removed. Like, yeah. That's awesome. They didn't get in trouble? Uh, I guess not. Okay, good. <laughs> That's a little bit of a, a heart warmer then. All right, here, here's the uh, some of her following these people around the grocery store. This is a warm mask. I mean, all we have is the minimal. Let's bring it on, buddy. Let's do this. Let's look at those kids right there. Hit that hungry. I hope they can breathe. One more. Bring anything down. Super spreaders. I bet you voted for Trump, didn't you? By the way, subtle point, she's making fun of that other guy walking by for not having his mask over his nose. We don't cover noses. She's ripping the other dude. Here, check this out. Self-admitting, self-described Karen. She wasted? It seems like it. Or like under the influence of something. She did uh, say, I'm mentally ill. Did you hear her say that? I didn't. Did she say that? Yeah. She also described herself as a Karen. So uh, maybe. I don't know. 
Her uh, dancing I, and jacket lead me to believe that she's insane or drunk. That's true. What jacket is that? It looks like she, it looks like she's an actual red coat. So maybe that's uh, appropriate, I suppose. Oh, God. Do, do I have the, to the explain to this guy for just laughing? Because this fills me with murderous murders. That's one strategy. You can just laugh at them or as we'll see in a moment, you can take you can seize aggression back for yourself. I, I get so tired of going through uh, going through the facts. Here. Why is she accusing them of being child killers? coronavirus does not kill children find me oh these people are super spreaders who kill children let alone try finding children these people killed would be an impossible task try finding any children killed by coronavirus is a nearly impossible task we're gonna do the whole helen lovejoy won't somebody think of the children routine did you catch her shirt what did it say something about liberty on it yeah it's actually a uh it's a Harriet Tubman quote is what is what she's wearing. And the quote is uh, here. Here's the actual uh, shirt. Uh, Let me put it on the screen here in one second. You can't read that much of the text, but the quote is this. uh, I would fight for control of others. I I would no. I would fight for my liberty. uh, So long. (laughs) That, That was my characterization. Sorry. Let me start again. I would fight for my liberty. So long as my strength lasted. And if the time came for me to go, the Lord would uh, let them take me. So, I mean, this is this is a this is a liberty or death type quote. Meanwhile, she is <laughs> her behavior is I would fight for control of others until they kill me in retaliation. Like she's asking to be executed by someone <laughs> on the spot. But um, yeah, just just the idea that she's wearing a shirt that is all about paying the ultimate price to fight for your freedom and liberty. What is that about? Why is she wearing that shirt? Is it just because of the racial implications and she thinks she's a, a racial yeah, hero? Harriet Tubman. Yeah, probably. Is that why? I don't know. I don't. I, I mean, I I actually feel kind of bad about criticizing this woman because I think that she's legitimately unhinged and not in the uh, typical leftist sense. Hmm. I think that there's like something going on here, whether it be mental illness or uh, substance abuse or something. Maybe, maybe I don't know if that's the case. I, I'll I'll feel bad, but uh, as as long as she's confronting others about their obligation to protect her, I, I get so annoyed by these people who will lecture you about you have an obligation to protect me and others. You don't protect you or others. You want to be safe from coronavirus, lady? Lose some weight. Yeah, it'll help you yeah, way more than the mask, yeah. way more than the mask. Start there. Take care of yourself first. If you want me to take care of you, show me that you take care of you. Show me that you value you enough care, enough to take care of yourself. Then we'll talk. But, but the you know, as always, it's like I, I'm a I'm a fat slob. But it's your job to take care of me. No, you take care of you. You take. Can we care talk of about you, this we'll American hero before I? Cry yes, sorry, I don't mean to delay. No, this is this is this made my day and week. There was another clip going viral over the weekend. Uh, Another woman is confronted by the mask horde and what looks like I think it's a CVS, maybe a target. I think it's a CVS, though. I actually don't know where this is, but she makes a valiant stand for uh, for truth and reason. Here she is. And how, and how, I'm not saying there are, I'm not saying COVID's not real. I'm just saying I'm not sick. 
Well, I'm not sick and asymptomatic spread has been shown to be a myth. So why am I going to be treated like a sick person? This is not what they're telling us it is. It's a lie. And everyone's buying it. And it will go on and on and on as long as they feed us this lie and we comply with it. And I am done. Tonight, I reached a breaking point. I'm done. I know I'm not reaching anyone here. Everybody's I don't care. I'm not putting that on my face. I'm not. I'm not going to. I'm a healthy person. I'm not crazy. This is like psychosis to, for everyone to put all this stuff on their face when they're healthy is insanity. It's absolute insanity. Go ahead. They can't arrest me. I'm going to call There's the no cops law. is what she said. Yeah, you don't need to be here. I would love to see what happens. Honestly, I'm, I'm just having I'm moving. I'm moving to I you out a long time ago and you're refusing after I'm offering you something. salts and corkscrew. some salts and a corkscrew and you're willing to like risk people's lives. No, I'm not risking anyone's lives because I'm healthy. How do we know that you're healthy? Do you, do you understand asymptomatic spread is not a thing. They've already shown there is no asymptomatic spread. There's no asymptomatic spread. I don't have symptoms. I'm fine. I'm not a carrier of disease. This is what I'm saying. They're treating us like Good disease. Good for her. Good for her. That was brave and concise. Well done. American hero right there. If anybody has any information on this woman, I would love to shout her out. I couldn't really find anything on this. But you know what she did? doing this every day in your life that is so much harder than just putting on the mask she had courage and she was calm and she had conviction and she laid everything out and she knew the important thing about this she knew that she was trying to reason with unreasonable people but she didn't give a shit and she still did it so good for her more of this this made me very happy and a little emotional because it just reminded me that there are people out here out in the world like this that are going to take a stand. This is just so ridiculous. And she's right. You know, everybody's going to treat her like she's crazy, but she's looking at this from a perspective of, uh, of reality, you know, know. and she's like, look at, look at what you're doing. You're putting on a mask. This is insane. You're the crazy people. Um, and that's, that's how this is going to be for us. They're going to treat us like we're insane until we comply and we just can't comply. Look at what we've done in a year's time. Again, flashback to this time last year. Let's do the new year's Eve show last year. And say, okay, here's just a normal lady shopping for Epsom salt at CVS. And she's being ridiculed as the crazy person by a lady who's wearing a mask down below her nose, but a plastic face shield over that to make up for it. And she's being Mm -hmm. threatened. Uh, The woman is saying she's going to call the police on her. In just a year's time, we have so warped our perception of normal that she's supposed to be the crazy one. And this lady on your screen is the sane one. This is it's the, the normal, one. sensible person. Yeah. And to the point that she's making, I, I admire it too. It's, you know, there's, there's something to be said. And I, I tend to be the sort of person that's just like, leave me alone. I, you, I leave you alone. Like, don't, don't confront me, do whatever you want, but leave me alone. At some point, because the changes to society have happened because these people like this have made a big stink about it. At some point you kind of have to mirror that aggression and say, no, this is bullshit. We're not doing this anymore. And you have to be active in the way that she was active. That's not, I'm not that sort of person either. If I had to do this, I hope that I would do it with the poise that she did and the clarity that she did. But this is the sort of stuff that we all have to do. You want to talk about avoiding the terrible outcomes that we all fear of like an actual civil war or actual violence. That's how that's how it's that you insist that all these people who confront you and tell you to shut up, you just say no. And you tell them instead and you become good at it in the way that she was. And there was nobody in the entire clip. She said at the end, I hope that I inspire someone listening. And maybe she did through the internet. I'm sure she did. This thing went crazy. One million views. One million. Good. 
good. And that's the benefit of, of having this sort of play. But in the moment, there was nobody there on her side. It was like five yeah. women all calling her an insane person. Yeah. And she's just trying women. to shop for goods at a store. <laughs> but And she, it's a hysteria. She's exactly right. It's a hysteria that has taken over. Well, why do you think that these are all women? I'm sure they all have totally fulfilled lives and are not uh, lacking anything and are not making up for anything. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah I know. But we, we are more easily inspired into hysterics, don't you oh, think? Oh, of course. Sure. I mean, we're going to be the people that are snitching on our neighbors, rounding people up. That's why the whole Karen thing came to be. Yeah. In the in the age old battle of liberty versus safety, women are more commonly and more squarely on one side of that. And that, that's I think that's fine. That's natural. Women have a caregiver instinct that is perfectly applicable and necessary. That's not, I don't even say yes, that dismissively. But it's run rampant when it remains unchecked by masculinity. Exactly. Well, exactly. Like In the we same have way, all these chicks like that chick at the grocery store. And then the men that are supposed to be keeping them in check are the are pussies like that Marine dude <laughs> that got his ass kicked in the parking lot from last week. It's like yeah. without masculine men, women like this are going to run roughshod over everybody. Sure. And they, they have to be stopped. Well, yeah, <laughs> they have I, to be stopped. Masculinity needs to be appropriately channeled and its excesses need to be appropriately restrained. Women have mm -hmm. that counter effect on men and that's beneficial. Women are much better caregivers for children. That's, that's uh, evolutionarily beneficial. Women have those same excesses though. And when we act like they don't, when feminism is believed to be a perfect worldview and women have no, no corresponding excesses to men and we should never question it. That's when you get this sort of scene where the, the instinct to protect and pursue safety and to take care of people runs rampant and is never checked. Yeah, that's that's the kind of scene that you get, and that we've been that we've endured for the better part of this year. Anyway, um, gosh, we're but credit where credit is due. This this was a woman that did this who stood up more than most men that I've seen in this situation. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, of course, I, I don't. I wish if I if I do this, if I end up doing this, I wish I hand. I, I hope I handle it as well as she did. Oh, me it was too. Perfectly me too, done. Yeah. Okay, uh, just a couple more stories, and we'll call it a show. Uh, you know, it's bad. When you can't even play hockey anymore in Canada, that's that's an indicator that it's pretty bad. And if you do try it, speaking of uh, equality issues, they're going to send a chick cop after you to scream at you for five minutes while desperately trying to get you on the ground. A 21-year-old Calgary man was seen in a viral video last weekend arrested by Calgary police officers for violating health orders that prohibit group gatherings. In this case, that group gathering was group hockey in the outdoor ice. Reportedly, there were 40 people on the ice, and this young man chose not to comply with orders to get off the ice, creating this scene. You're going against the health regulations in Alberta. What is it? What's the health regulation? Get off the ice. Let's, let's just go. Hey, let's go. What's let's just go. We're just going to go. Oh, no, we're just gonna grab gonna go. It's not a gun. It's a taser, and he's under <laughs> arrest, and I have the authority to under, use force under, to affect what? an arrest. What is he under yeah, we'll just leave it alone. Okay, Let's go. So what's his name? What are you doing? Yeah, like videotape. Hey, videotape. This goes doing? on for like what five are you guys minutes. Doing? Is this two chicks? Yes. What are you doing? Why are you guys grabbing me? Like, why are you guys grabbing me? What are you whoa, doing? Whoa, 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 whoa. What are you guys doing? Whoa. 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 Oh, she's getting on the ocean. fucking ground. Get on the ground. Why are you guys getting on the ground? Why am I going on the ground? Get on the ground! Why? 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 Why?
What are you guys doing? Dude, like, oh, guys, they're trying to get compliance against this back off, okay? Hey. <laughs> Look at this, the knees these. and the kicks. What is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? Stop! Stop! What are you, just let him go. Like, on the fucking ground! <laughs> what are you doing? I'm not being able to play outdoor hockey, okay? Not These police are handcuffing me. We're outside. This is our life. We're fucking human. We can fucking do whatever the fuck we want. Like, look at this. What kind of fucking life do we live in? Where's our freedom? Where's our freedom? Where is it? Oh my god. All it took to defeat these chick cops for like five minutes straight was saying, what are you doing? Please stop. <laughs> hey, no, he just he, stood there for like five minutes. Like, are these bitches trying to take me down? Oh, my he, God. He, he was resisting, but that's the most passive resistance I've ever seen. This was not yeah. like a he was not fighting them. He was just kind of standing there and they can't get him down. He could oh have just God. bashed their heads together. This oh, is yeah. just a testimony. That guy was not much taller than either either of those women. And it was like really difficult for them to even get him in a submissive position. Yeah. Men are just so much stronger than women. If you play hockey, I'd imagine you're yeah, you're decently in shape and decently strong. The uh, the technical charge for the arrest was obstruction of an officer in resisting arrest. The police say the man was trying to avoid a ticket by refusing to identify himself and not remaining with officers when instructed to do so. By law, a person is required to identify themselves if they're being issued a ticket. Otherwise, they can be charged with obstruction. So the cops are going with these technical arguments. But they never address the heart of the issue. They got this multi-paragraph statement. You can read it. It's all about, it's kind of the just just doing our jobs routine. But it never addresses the heart of the issue that we've been talking about with these police issues the entire year. Which is that women have no business being police officers, (laughs) firemen, in the military, doing any male-centric jobs. This is just, what an abomination. If, If you were in some Muslim country and you saw a video like this, wouldn't you be like, oh, time to take over the west <laughs> because look at look at their society we can just totally walk fun. right in and say please uh, leave right me alone in. i yeah what really. are you doing to me please stop grabbing me yeah yeah the other thing they don't address in addition to that clearing issue is just the heart of the issue and that is to say if you're going with the just following orders argument i need you to answer to me if it's just executive decree and anything goes is whatever the executive says you'll do just following orders is there a such thing as an order that you wouldn't follow? And what does that look like? Maybe yeah. playing hockey is, is not past that threshold for you. But what, what would it be? What would it be? If the, if the executive said, uh, no more peanut butter. Peanut butter is banned. I want you to go tase and kick anyone eating peanut butter. Would you do it? Like, how, how absurd do the rules have to get? And how bastardized does the process have to get? Because remember, and I, I assume in Canada... By the way, I'm not an expert on what your process has been up there, but if it's anything like the U.S., it's just executive bodies or health directors issuing these decrees. They're not statute. They're not uh, properly passed uh, process-wise statutes. They're not properly passed laws through a legislative body. It's just someone decreed it. So what, what would that be? I want those female cops to answer. What what would an order? What would an order you wouldn't follow? What would that look like? What would that be? Is there well, such it thing? It's irrelevant because they're physically incapable of enforcement. They are. I mean, even even with a gun, it's like there was a real opportunity for a moldy locks moment there. That guy could have just punched one of them in the face 
and then punch the other one in the face. And they'd both be toothless and have their nose broken and they'd be totally incapacitated. It would take two seconds, even if they both had firearms, which they didn't. They had tasers. It's like this is this is just it's they're making a mockery of the entire institution here. Yeah, you talk about the guy resisting and uh, yeah, he's he's not complying in all, in all fairness. That's true. But he is pretty restrained. I mean, what if he had done what you're talking about? What if he had shown 50% effort in fighting back? Right now he's showing like 10. Yeah, I would have donated his GoFundMe because, you know, sometimes <laughs> a woman just needs a square punch in her nose. <laughs> Defensively, Susan. Uh, For real, go- defensively. What well, I mean, it, it this is so is. absurd. Yeah, it kind of is. Clown um, world. They're attacking him for the great crime of uh, being on the ice with too many people. Why not just shut down the ice entirely? I just don't understand. What, what are we doing here? Why are we pretending like 39 people is totally fine, but 40 is worthy of a physical <sighs> altercation like this? Whatever. We um, will see more of this, though. I mean, that, I think that this is part of it. Like we talked about earlier that women are more easily swayed into hysterics. Uh, the female psyche is going to be weaponized against the populace in, hmm. in ways like this. Hmm. I mean, don't you think it would be more difficult to have male enforcement in this way? I've seen plenty of cops that have been enforcing this horse shit, plenty of male cops, but uh, don't you think it'd be easier to get a female cop to do, to do people's bidding? Well, to, to convince them to try <laughs> to, to have it actually, to have yeah. it actually play out. No, but to get them to believe in it. Sure. Yeah, I do. But on this, in the social sphere, I think we're going to see a lot more of that. Hmm. Well, the last thing I have to say about Canada really quick. If you're tired of complying in Canada, yeah, who could blame you with scenes like this? But it's not just the crazy arrest scenes that have happened. Because uh, remember, we had the barbecue incident, too. There's been a lot of crazy stuff going on oh, there. Yeah. But the, the propaganda. Yeah, that was outside of Toronto, too. Um, and so is this next, uh, this next story. Because they've been pumping out the propaganda, too. Like state-funded, highly produced coronavirus fear propaganda. And we've seen a few examples of this, but this one is from the city of Brampton, which is a Toronto suburb. Maybe the absolute silliest that I've seen so far. It's called The Spread. And it was uploaded on December 17th. The city of Brampton characterizes the premise this way. Quote, Anna does everything she can to to stay safe from COVID-19. But when her boyfriend Jordan attends a party... He puts her and everyone in her life at risk. Here is Stop the Spread. Among Ontario's 1,426 new COVID-19 cases, Peel makes up 468. With Brampton reporting an average of 340 new daily cases over the past week. Go to work, come home, I think about you. So the couple explains to each other what they've done all day and decide if it's safe to see each other. That's the premise here. So we're safe. We're safe. No one posts any photos from that night, right? It's just better if she doesn't know. We're all gonna be fine if we all just stop panicking and just chill out. I think I'm sick. What do you mean you think you're sick? I'm so sorry. Now I'm in a tent in my backyard, freezing because of you. Why are you doing that? Because I can't take the chance of getting my parents sick. (laughs) We've all been sick. Please come inside. What if mine comes back positive? 
and it's too late. You're just out here punishing yourself because you feel guilty. You're gonna freeze to death before your results even come back. I think something's wrong. What's happening? Her dad's having a Rona attack and she can't get inside. Protect yourself, protect your loved ones, protect our community. Practice physical distancing, do your part. City website, stop oh the Oh my God. They act like people are just dying in the streets. You know what's interesting about the visual imagery from that? Uh, have you seen V for Vendetta? No, actually, I should. You should definitely watch it. There's a, there's a similar pres uh, uh, theme of the government uh, creating a virus to get control of the populace. And they actually, in one of the scenes, show us the, almost an identical statue of children holding hands, which is the opening mm. scene of this piece of propaganda. I, I wonder how much money went into this, because this is, this is actually really well produced. You know, it looks good. It sounds good. It's dramatic. It's silly in its premise. But as far as the production, it's actually quite good. And this is done somehow in the city's dime. I did I did appreciate the irony that there's some degree of accuracy here because it's just an insufferable virtue signaling millennial who ruins her own life, even though the elderly don't even want her to. Her mom is like <laughs> accidentally self-aware. Her mom's like, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Bitch, go out and get a job. <laughs> like, yeah. what, what is You're going to freeze to death. Yeah. yeah. But uh, but this is totally, they did this in California too. You pay them with tax money. They steal your tax money, yeah. really. And they use it to propagandize you out of earning more money for them to steal to further propagandize you. What sort of weird cycle is that? And just again on the conditioning, as we talked about with this, the scene at CVS, we're all being conditioned to believe that simply living our lives or being free people is selfish. That just being yeah, a young person yeah. and having fun with your life is a selfish, reprehensible thing. You should. But if ruin you're allowing your yourself to be subjected to the propaganda and to be indoctrinated that way, uh, then it's your own fault at this point. Because we all use our anecdotal information to inform our decisions on a daily basis. Everybody needs to look around and see if they know anybody that that has died of this. And I think that widely the answer is no. And if yes, old with underlying conditions. I don't know anybody that knows anybody that whose kid has died. Well, that's the thing. That's another thing about this that I was thinking about because I, I saw some statistical comparison. Oh, for the 80 plus demographic coronavirus is 600 times more deadly than it is for say 20 year olds, which I'm sure is true. Great. I don't doubt that's that. That's awesome. But, but you also think like, what isn't 600 times more deadly for the 80 plus demographic? Is there anything in general? I would bet every year 680 plus year olds die for every one 20 year old. It's probably something like that. All causes mm -hmm. considered. So it's not again, it is yeah. not to say like, oh, let's have a free for all. Let's go lick the doorknobs at the nursing home. No, where people are vulnerable, take preventative measures and that's fine. Let people make their own decisions and make their own risk assessments. But why are we why are we? That shouldn't be a surprising statistic. That should be a given for virtually any cause of death. Outside of like, I don't know, getting hit by blunt instruments or getting shot or something like that. This is uh, the under 50 death rate. It's 99.97% survivable for under 50s. And that includes people with serious underlying conditions. Yeah. Well, uh, why, why is that not the headline? This is not a dangerous virus. If it even exists, <laughs> we're um, going there. We're going there. I'm not far behind. Well, what am I I'll supposed to do here? I mean, I know a lot of people. I know thousands of people. I don't know anybody that's died from this. I do know I've, I have the classic example of friend of a friend or like a person I know says I have that, but I don't have any. I don't even have that. Yeah. Um, 
at, at, well, at what point are people going to be like, mm, my personal, my lived experience is not lining up with the statistics that are getting thrown in my face on a daily basis? Like how fucking stupid are Well, people? and how much too? You know, it's one thing when you're talking about, okay, we're all going to endure a few months worth of hardship to make this easier for those that are vulnerable. I understand making that bargain. As we get into one year of this, and there's no, reasonably speaking, no no easy end in sight. We still have people saying now that you have the vaccine, nothing changes. You still have to socially distance. You still have to comply with lockdowns. You still have to wear masks. If you're going on multiple years, potentially of compromising your life as a young adult, like I I think about our decision to get married and how it was difficult because we thought about postponing. Will it be easier in March? Why don't we just, let's just call it off and get married in March. What if we had done that? There's no prospect that our marriage would have been easier in March than it was in October. And if you're one of the couples who did surrender to this fear mongering, how many, forget months, how many years of your life are you willing to surrender for the claim of being a good person who protects other people? At what point do you say, listen, I've done what I can, but I have a life to live. I have one of those two and I'm being asked to sacrifice the most important parts of it. I think that people are willing to do this indefinitely if it means that they'll be viewed as good people by others. I really think so. (laughs) Is that the highest currency in our society now? It's just virtue points. Virtue points are more valuable than the actual dollar soon enough, I think. Well, yeah. Talk about propaganda. But haven't we um, been subjected to that, to the belief that that is the most valuable currency in existence? And that's Mm. been going on uh, really strong for at least 10 years. I heard another point the, that the I thought social was, justice initiatives and everything like that. Hmm. Yeah. Just the, the lack of dignity that goes along with that. I heard another point. I was listening to Adam Carolla talk to Dave Rubin earlier today, and he, he made the important point about, about uh, work and all that Adam Carolla did. I thought it was really interesting because we've been, we've bought this promise that, Oh, you don't need to work. The government will just take care of you. The government will cut you a check. It'll all be fine in the end. You don't have to work for now. We'll take care of your bills. It's not just bill paying that comes with work. There's a dignity to work. There's a dignity to providing for yourself. And we're robbing the general population of that dignity that will have profound mental health impact and just self-worth impact. When you, that's clearly by design though, that how you yeah. make a population malleable because you also don't develop a skill set when you lack the dignity of um, self of sustaining your of sustaining yourself. Yeah. So, uh, so really this, this is all, by design. Yeah, I, well, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm well with you there. It's just, uh, how much I, I, it's to me, it's just a question of how much, how much of it is opportunism. How much of it is actually coordinated. Time will tell. I don't know. Probably more than even we think. Yeah. We'll probably find out more real quick before we end the show. I have some surprise cringe for you. Uh, mm-hmm. well, here, here's what I got. Introducing blacks and whites 50th anniversary edition. Featuring brand new artwork, updated gameplay. Have you seen this yet? No. No, this nope. is fresh. All right, all right, all right. And renewed lessons real? in the economics yeah. of prejudice. Choose your game piece from nine original characters. Draw an opportunity card, and your whole world could change. Barack Obama retweeted my Bethlehem angle. But watch out for greedy white people, or you may go bankrupt. Capitalism and racism are inextricable. <laughs> A more realistic real estate game. 
The gameplay is more or less the same as the original. You select your racial identity, black or white. Black players start out with $10,000 while white players start out with a million. It's messed up, but that's the point. Also, it's funny. Yes, it is funny. Like, actually funny. It's good. I mean, we spent most of our pandemic writing and rewriting the jokes. Plus, we are announcing a deluxe tier only available via Kickstarter, right here. which includes a Biden-Harris administration expansion <laughs> Ooh, pack. Oh yeah, because racism is not gonna end in 2020. And we hope you support our Kickstarter and help us bring this game back into the world. Seriously, thank you. And remember, your money's going to a good cause, so like, buy one, buy two, buy a couple. Buy your family, whole, yeah. The whole family, friends. It's the holiday season, yeah? Blacks and whites. <laughs> oh my god it's times like these that i wish hate crimes were real <laughs> we need more we gotta up the quota yeah uh if you're wondering because i was not aware of the original game blacks and whites the original game was made in 1970 by a uc davis professor to illustrate economic inequality and as you heard the idea is basically monopoly but the player gets uh, different opportunities and resources based on race the creators say they got the blessing of the original game's creator to do this, but my question is, did they get the blessing of Parker Brothers? Because this is a total ripoff of Monopoly. How are they allowed to do this without breaching trademark or copyright or whatever applies? Uh, now, before I get into some of the issues with what they just said, you won't believe this. I'm on the Kickstarter page because that's what this video is. It's Kickstarter fundraiser for the making oh, of this no. game. How much money do they have? Actually, you'll be pleasantly surprised. What do you? Th how much would you guess they've earned? $20,000. Not too far off. $9,500. Not $9,500. $9,500. So that's not great. Not too great. much, but it, we're not talking six figures here. But you scroll down, you read about the game. I was looking at this earlier today. They talk about their expansion, Biden Harris expansion pack. Okay, those two guys you saw on your screen, the fruity white guy and the dreadlock black guy, they do a comedy, a, a comedy routine together, apparently, is their bit. But I, I don't know how to take this. This is what it says, and I think it's serious. We are Jed Feynman and Nehemiah Marcos, writers, comedians. What was that first name? <laughs> writers, comedians, and biological brothers. Biological yeah. brothers. That's what they say. But they don't explain. Do they have the same dad? Do they have the same mom? How, how in God's name are these two biological brothers? That's what they say. That's the most unbelievable part of this to me, but <laughs> that's, that's what I need explained. Anyway, a few of the ironies or uh, issues. Did you notice the irony that the black creator says uh, racism and capitalism are inextricable? Does that make him racist? This is a clearly capitalistic endeavor. He has come up with an idea. He is soliciting investment to bring the product to market. And he says that that's inextricable with racism. Well, congratulations, racist, I suppose. Or is it just it's only racist when other people do it, not him? Uh, <laughs> you've 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 reverted to hands over hands over face, hands over face portion of the segment. As he mentioned, black players get ten thousand dollars to start. White players get a million. I looked at the actual racial wealth gap to the extent that's a meaningful metric and it's not, but if you believe in that statistic, um, it's not, it's not a hundred to one wealth distribution. It's, it's more like 10 to one, but even if that's a meaningful statistic, why, why is that the case? Is it because certain families chose to stay together at higher rates and 
produced more wealth for their offspring? Is it because lifestyle choices were made that, that built wealth? Or is it actually because all the wealth that it is that is in white hands was stolen from black people? That's what built all the wealth in this country? Really? Really? I mean, they have okay. to put some money back in their pockets with all the bike theft, right? <laughs> it's... uh. I appreciated the part where they tell you it's funny. Hey, guys, it's really funny, just so you know. It's hilarious. If you have to tell me it's funny, it ain't funny. That's a pretty good rule. It is of the mark of a good joke, yeah. <laughs> Please clap. Please laugh. It's hilarious. <laughs> By the Biden Harris expansion pack, you notice they say, uh, because racism's not gonna end in 2020. Again, if you tell me that I can vote for your candidate and put your people in power, but the problems won't be solved, why in the hell would I bother trying to solve the problems then? Why? Why? I do what you tell me to do and you tell me I'm still a racist piece of crap and I didn't change anything. Okay, well, I'm done. I'm go- I'm just going to leave you alone now because I don't want to participate in this. Oh my God. Uh, your money's going to a good cause, he says. But, you know, that's only when he's engaging in the capitalistic enterprise. If anyone else comes up with an idea and solicits investment and brings it to market, they're racist capitalists. But if he does it, it's going to a good cause. And as I mentioned, 124 backers, 10 grand of money oh at stake here. $10,000 from retard goy to perpetrate this. This is so absurd. Is this real? This can't be real. It's a hundred percent real. You can go contribute right now. And actually it looks like there was a lot of effort put into this game. As far as the artwork and all this, you know, there's clearly a lot of work put into it. It may be ridiculous in its premise, but they clearly spent a lot of time on it. And another thing, they, the Karen player, they made Patricia McCloskey, the Karen. Why is Patricia? This is again, the bastardization of Karen. Patricia McCloskey was protecting her property. She didn't do anything to you. You stormed her property. That's not how you get a lecture from Karen. Karen comes to you to give you a lecture. You don't go to Karen to get a lecture. What are you talking about? She wears a Baylor mask and harasses (laughs) you in a store. (sighs) Anyway, uh, maybe we should get one. Maybe we should get one and try it out. Get a copy of Blacks and Whites, the game 50th anniversary edition. I can't even derive any humor from this because it's just, you know, this is all just symbolic of the society that we once had just totally deteriorating in front of our eyes. Yeah. Well, maybe uh, I wonder how many people got it for Christmas. Who knows? Not too many, I suppose. Anyway, that's a show. That's a, that's a, that's a happy ending for the year. (laughs) It's blacks and whites. The game. Remember that, that little pixie haircutted American hero. If you're feeling down, you know, I'm not even going to rag on her for having short hair. That chick pulling it off. Oh, I thought, I thought you were talking about the black and white guy. I you're talking about the lady no. at, at CVS. I'm talking about this. Was yeah. that a CVS? Because when I Googled I, it, I, I, I couldn't find anything. I thought it looked like it. I couldn't tell. It was red. So it looked like a CVS or a Target. I couldn't tell. Anyway, uh, let's see. What, let's see what's going on over on DLive real quick. Uh, Mike Hawk. Got to be careful. Mike Hawk 420 Blazin. When I go to my when I go out on my walks, joggers are annoying, but the bikes are the ones you have to worry about. Uh, <laughs> sounds dangerous. Boogeyman nine one seven. Oh, sorry. Uh, no, I think we're good. Thank you guys for supporting over on D Live. Much appreciated. Oh God, I'm so demoralized after the show every week. Got to maintain the commitment to the laugh. Got to chuckle at the clown world. Well, traveling has been hard because I just can't believe how much more stringent the um, mask mandates are here. Hmm. And in the states that we crossed, it's unbelievable. Like Montana was so disappointing. Couldn't believe it. 
Hmm. Um, Boogeyman now said, wishing you both the best in 2021. And thanks for all the Sandy Safe Space material in 2020. Cheers. Cheers to you. Uh, Jason, one dead and dozens of bu- buildings damaged. So the bom- bombing is mostly as peaceful as those George Floyd protests. <laughs> Ayo. Zachary Duckett. Yeah. Guys, this whole Nashville thing stinks. I've, I have a hard time believing someone would do this with the, without exceptional motivation being left. It feels like uh, an actor is testing our communications. Oh, mm. that's interesting. Mm. That's an interesting theory. I'm open to any and all theories on this one. Me too. Alec Urban. I work in IT. It's unlikely that someone with an IT background would believe the 5G theories. In fact, IT people tend to hate 5G wackos because their sabotage attempts make our jobs harder. Yeah, and and uh, CNN, that was the first thing they reported on, so I, I, I can't just believe it. I thought they had some communication uh, from him that said that, you know, now that I know that it was just FBI. No, there was no evidence. Yeah. Yeah. And and really pointed questioning too. Hmm. Zach Coggins. I can't watch the show tonight, but I thought I'd keep you posted. We are one step closer to uh, restoring the mink population devastated by the COVID <laughs> purges. I proposed and good. she said, yes, good for you. Oh, and congratulations. congratulations. It's always good to, to have uh, some heartwarming moments of uh, 2020. Congrats to you guys. And uh, hopefully this will be a blip garbage year in a uh, in a long life together. But have kids anyway, no matter what happens. Yeah. Zinc Orby says, come on, guys. The bomber just wanted to die in public. He wanted us all to notice. Um, I, I, I don't even I don't know. OK, I mean. Maybe. Uh, it could be i don't know i suppose not everything has to be chosen for specific reasons how like how how far did he travel to get there where was he from i don't know much about he was from uh like a suburb i think it's like a suburb of nashville called antioch okay i don't think it's very far okay so it's not like he it wasn't outside of reason for him to drive there it might just be the closest urban center you know Yeah. yeah Um, Alec Urban, Matt and I once made love in Nashville on Christmas morning. I exploded so hard that I knocked out his internet for two days. If you know what I mean. <laughs> Ew. Thank you. Happy New Year. <sighs> Christoph Harbor, uh, not 5G, Snowden surveillance state, no privacy. I think hmm. maybe we'll find out more or maybe we'll find out nothing. I don't know. Uh, Daniel Kendrick, here on the ground, the 5G Trumpist lone wolf theory sounds like bogus. Many of us can't discount the footage that shows what looks like an inbound missile on the infrared footage version. Posted at Red Pill too. I'm I am open to those theories too. Totally open to these three theories. Uh, Sam XZ, IT veteran who was freaked out by 5G and didn't know how data backup works. Something is wrong here. If anything, yeah. I'd almost say he was put into the RV so there would be a scapegoat or he faked his death. 5G theory is bunk, in my opinion. Yeah. The Democrats okay. and the Communist Chinese conspired to steal a fresh body to put it in the RV to plant this in an effort to. Create a diversion for some some purpose. <laughs> I'm onto, well, it I'm wouldn't be that theory. hard. I'm onto this theory. It's leading theory to me. Steven, friend on Nashville scene said Warner had explosive license. Explosive license mm. from 2013 to 2016. Construction contracting related. Also, second vehicle playing evac message today. Didn't have any explosives, according to him. I also heard that today. Yeah, there was a um, there was some traffic stoppage due to a second truck, but the truck was found to be fine. It was an RV. Wasn't it? Oh, it was another RV. Okay. I might be wrong about that. Was it a truck? I just saw a truck, so I don't know what's mm. exactly what type. Weird. Kevin Broussard, did you catch uh, Kamari's six touchdowns against the Vikings? I think he might have just scored another one. Who dat? <laughs> Get out of here I, with that sports talk. I will confess the Vikings game was on in our household as we uh, got some other work done. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I've seen it, but um, and, and I watched it, and I shouldn't for many reasons. 
but uh, I did. And the thing about the, um, well, I mean, we can we can talk all kinds of shit, but the Vikings-Saints rivalry has been pretty fun for many years now. So, you know, you got, you got your enjoyment. Congratulations. Merry Christmas. JM says... He had cool cleats, by you. the way. He had one red cleat and one green cleat. It's fashionable. Mm. Respect. <laughs> Except for he had a Brianna Taylor helmet on, so maybe not. Oh, God. <laughs> I'll give one defense for Trump PPP payments and uh, UI were stopped money from bumping 600 negated from missed unemployment um, payments and small business close and Trump's veto overridden. Anyway, Trump isn't going to make highly controversial pardons before January 6th. He also said Trump is awaiting till is waiting till Assange is on American soil to pardon him safely. If he pardons him now, some other country country spies will kidnap him from England and take him back to whatever country. But uh, oh, that, that Josh and Jesus said that. Sorry. Uh, um, I, I'm I, is that I don't think the the PPP and, and unemployment matter, insurance were stopped temporarily, but they're ongoing now. They resume now, correct? Because there's no uh, unless I'm yes. mistaken on what he signed. But my understanding of what he signed, and again, this is all breaking before the sh- the stream went live, so that information right. could change or perhaps has already changed. But my understanding at at the uh, time of the stream was that he signed the bill that was already passed. And as far as the Assange thing, um. Maybe that maybe that's why. I mean, I hope that that is what happens. Mm. Uh, maybe some of my faith in Trump will be restored. Uh, Knuckle Hunky Buck. Whenever someone claims that Snowden endangered American lives, ask them to name one person who was harmed because of his revelations. Just one. Yes, I think it's a it's a ridiculous theory, um, but it's easy for the left to say stuff like that about whistleblowers. They really want to throw the book at them. Um, because they obviously want to disincentivize other people from doing the same thing. Um, Eric Nervik. I'm dating a woman with a claim to Mexican citizenship. When do you think it will be better to live in a high corruption <laughs> country that at least doesn't want to make kids into transgenders? Honestly, I just had this conversation like two days ago with my family. Pretty soon here, Mexico is going to be a better place to live. I, I, I wouldn't say pretty soon. I'll, I'll say oh, it's a- possible that the, if, especially if you were Mexican, like imagine being like an American Korean, like a South Korean or uh, a Mexican living in America. Like at a certain point you have to be like, what am I even doing here? Like, why, why bother? I'll send you the cartel violence videos. Those are, (laughs) that's why I'm not moving to Mexico. Um, but you would live with people that are like you, you would, you would speak the language and everything. You have a virtual ethno state, which you can go to and become a part of. You're saying if I was of Hispanic heritage. Yeah. At a certain point, people that are minorities in this country are probably looking around and being like, whoo, I bet on the wrong horse, I think. That's going to be the ultimate irony. We ruin our country such that the illegals are like, oh, okay. I mean, nobody said any shit about this. I'm going back. Yeah. Screw you guys. Yeah. Uh, Laurel says, Matt, buy that property your dad showed you. Do it. Oh, uh, God. Yeah. Well, uh, thank you. Thank you for a little bit of help in, in pursuit of that property. Got a little bit of money to save, I would say, to make that happen. But um, yeah. it, it is weird to think that an underground bunker is an attractive uh, piece. I would not have suspected I would be interested in that, say, five years ago. Let's see. Uh, you, you might have to take over. Somebody just broke out sure. some music, and I think it was to lull the baby. <laughs> okay. Randy Bean says, breaking news. FBI announces new suspect in Nashville, Richard Jewell. Actually, don't know <laughs> What's the reference there? What's- Richard Jewell is the guy who um, had that bombing pinned on him, and it 
Uh, He was the security guard um, that uncovered the bomb and then they pinned it on him, even though he clearly was not involved. They destroyed his life. I don't know much about this story at all. I have to look this up. This might be Clint another, Eastwood uh, made a, an excellent film about it about two years back. Okay. So that's something I, think I should called check Richard out. Jewell. I um, saw the Sam Jonathan. Hyde memes circulating all weekend too. It's well, trying to get people to bite. Uh, Jonathan Smith. Want you all to know that I have the most amazing wife in the world. Also number one mom to our two kids. We're listening together in on the way back from family Christmas. Please send Leslie some love more to come. How nice is that? Merry Christmas. Nice, lovely viewers that love their wives and their families. Yeah, that's good to hear. Our audience so much. Happy New Year. Good job, Leslie. You've got a hard job. Raising kids is, it's uh, difficult. Tori D says, blacks, including Africans, do not celebrate Kwanzaa. It's a made up holiday created by a founder of the Black Panther Party. Festivus is celebrated more than it. Um, I don't know anybody that celebrated Kwanzaa. It does seem invented. Um, Jonathan Smith a uh, follow-up to job exit on principal in August. Um, mm. It has been challenging and I have not quite replaced income, uh, but our bills are covered and I can look family in the eyes without shame. Hard, but worth it. You two were major inspiration. So again, thank you. Thank you so much. We really appreciate I that. I am not going to be And I'm, I'm really glad to hear that you found some more fulfillment and some more happiness and that your family's in on it and much, um, much luck to you. In the future. Yeah, I know, I know bills are what they are. They are an inescapable reality and you have an obligation to cover them. I get all of that. But at the end of the day, I think most of us uh, would want to have exactly what you described with your wife and kids as opposed to, uh, you know, comfortable income uh, if you have to make the pick. So I yeah. think you chose right. I think that standing on your principles is always worth doing. And uh, I, I'm sure you're going to find the thing that's right for you. Finding the things that are right for you always entail risk. So. Yeah. All the best to you and your family. I, I can tell that, that you've got the motivation to find it, and I'm sure you will. Techie Zach, many a rights and liberties have been lost for the safety of the public. Yes, of course. And what safety do we have to show for it? Like we, People None. still complain about how we're the worst country for coronavirus. Da, 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 da. Okay, whatever. We're still, you know, we're still right where European countries are. That's the thing. You make all these sacrifices. You'd think at the end of the day, you could show a measurable return for those sacrifices. Oh, we got this in exchange. You didn't get jack yeah. shit. We, we the virus is what shit. it is, and we just sacrificed who we are as a country to try to mitigate it, but we didn't get that. Yep, yep. Oh, I better boogie. Um, let me read a few more. Sure. Uh, Richard Enormous says, very nice intro song today, Matt. Nice and gay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Happy so gay cozy. new year to you. Yeah, Hunter Avalon was on Tim Pool's podcast, and after Tim was telling him about the Ukraine story, because Hunter voted for Biden and called, because uh, Hunter voted for Biden and called the things Tim said misinformation and quickly flipped after hmm. shown vid. Hunter Avalon is still a thing. Yeah, he's he's that. he's flipped away from his former conservative views, but I don't know much about that or why. I, I'm not a close follower, so it might be interesting to listen to. Um, you dare. Hey, we're all going to die. It's just a matter of time. And if you'll leave a story to live uh, and if you'll leave a story to tell, live life the best you can. And with that in mind, also dog faced one horse pony soldier, Joe Biden. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Peter R. When Matt had his short career as a pilot, we made love. He went wheels up. I went heels up and he was clear to unload his passengers again. (sighs) Hi, mom. Thank you. This is so bad. <laughs> Jake Riley. Hello, Matt and Blonde. Should we all pool our stimulus money together for a bulldozer, metal plates, and some welding equipment? I'm yeah. not going to tell you not to do that. 
Yeah, uh, well, uh, did you see six hundred dollar guillotine was trending uh, last week? That was pretty funny. Home Depot plans for a six hundred dollar guillotine. That's good. It's good. Yeah. Um, Liz Towel says another COVID death in Nashville. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. All right, I'm gonna step out and feed the baby. I'm, she sounds like she's having a rough time downstairs. Um, thank you guys so much. I really appreciate it, and we will see you next Sunday. We are not having a call-in show on Wednesday, so. Yep, we'll see you then. Have a good uh, Have a good night and happy New Year. Bye, guys. Okay, uh, let's get through the rest of the chats. We'll call it a night. Thank you for patience, guys. Uh, let's see. Esoterica Unbound says Snowden is a narcissistic fraud. He stole more than can be revealed and revealed nothing. Generally known by those paying attention, he traded he traded his uh, nothing net ad- administration job for world celebrity by fucking our country. Well, I, I I can't agree with the idea that he didn't reveal anything not known because those questions were were adjudicated in court. So, so, I mean, maybe some people knew they were happening, but as a legal matter, they were not actually addressed. And, and so they, 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 what he revealed had consequence in that way. Um, as far as whether he's a narcissist, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> maybe it's certainly entitled to, to whatever opinion on his personality you want for sure. John Andrew says, I was reading on Twitter that the bombing was to draw attention from Adam Schiff's arrest. Have you heard anything about Schiff? Is it true? I all I saw was like weird Twitter rumors. I've not looked into this, so I don't know what the claim is or why. Uh, I have no answers for you on the potential pencil neck arrest. Unfortunately, thunderstorm says for those interested in raising bed gardening or raised bed gardening or gardening in general, check out, Hugh Richards, YouTube. Also canning is a great skill as well to learn. Definitely. I wish I I knew more about those things. Buying canning supplies. Very difficult right now, actually. Uh, YouTube, uh, Steve Watt says YouTube seems to suck. Can you say suck anymore? Well, it did go through just fine. I am not going to be niggardly. So Susan, I guess says you can, uh, Happy New Year, Steve. Much appreciated. Meadily says, Matt, when are you coming back to uh, Minnesota? It was fun talking to you guys uh, this week. Can't wait to chat on Ben Shapiro some more for Blonde's Amusement. Her bloodlust is the shining light in these dark days. Well, that's the, uh, honestly, I would. I, I wish I could. Uh, well, it's not that I can't go back. I would love to. And my wife and I had a really good time when we went October last year, October 2019. And that was her first time going. And, and we thought um, we went to the Vikings game. We went to the mall. We saw family. We did all sorts of fun stuff. And we had a re- it was one of the more fun things we've done together. And at the time we thought, man, we should um, we should make a yearly thing of it. We can go to a Vikings game each year. We can um, catch up with family. We can do this and it'll be fun. And then all this, you know, the George Floyd riots happened. Coronavirus happened. If things go back to normal. Sure. I would, I would love to visit. We both would, but, uh, I just, uh, if, when things go back to normal or if things go back to normal is a huge caveat, but what I would encourage you to do if you're in the area is, uh, get in touch with the Minneapolis meetup group. And, uh, those, those guys, uh, stay in somewhat frequent communication. And and when I, when I do, if I do make a visit, I usually work through that uh, communication channel because if I just go announce on Twitter that I'm going to be like at a spot um, it's it's mostly fine but like all it takes is one person you know all it takes is one per- one activist to come down and ru- ruin the whole thing so I try to be a little more private if I'm going to do that sort of thing so that's how that's how it would happen uh, and happy new year Jimny P says as damning as Fauci's statements are I, I can't see it swaying anyone's mind as I'm sure he was just saying what he had to in order to outwit the anti-vaxxers and science deniers. Oh, always. 
Fauci's got to get those anti-vaxxers and science deniers under control. And as long as you're owning them, then all things are justified. Esoteric Unbound says, bag on boomers all you want. What's the evidence that millennials like Snowden have loyalty to anything beyond their own egos? Uh, what have you invested in what have you invested this just just universe and you claim you deserve? Uh, well, first of all, the idea that this show <laughs> The idea that this show presents millennials as a fantastic generation. No, the whole premise of this show is that millennials are a broken generation and we're trying to push back on that. So uh, we, we are an equal opportunity insulter. We, yeah, it's fun to make fun of boomers, but we make fun of all sorts of people and we don't, there's no shortage of making fun of our own generation. We do it all the time. I think our generation largely sucks. And I think the best thing I can say about them is that they've been misled to buy into a lot of terrible ideas. And it is our hope to push back on those terrible ideas and get our generation and and really everyone else onto a better philosophical track such that they can pursue and achieve happiness and fulfillment for themselves. That's that's what we're doing. It's not a it's not a like better than, worse than thing. It's just you know, let's have a laugh along the way. And if you don't think boomers are deserving of a little ridicule, much like millennials are, I don't know what to tell you, man. We all have our faults. Jonathan Smith says, I was leading Pelosi. Uh, I was leading Pelosi through a dark forest with quavering voice. She said, Hey, mister, I'm really scared. Incredulously. I replied, you're scared. How do you think I feel? I have to walk back alone. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Jonathan. All the, all the best to your family, man knuckle hunky buck that's always a tough one to say i would fight for my liberty so long as my irony lasted and if the time came for me to go the government would let them take me harriet kufman oh that that must have been you're right it was a harriet kufman quote not a harriet tubman quote thank you for the clarification jacob bm says uh oh thanks for supporting the show jimny p says if the united states saw what the united states is doing if the United States saw what the United States is doing in the United States, the United States would invade the United States to liberate the United States from the tyranny of the United States. That, that correct. That is a correct assessment. I mean, by, by many international metrics, not that I think that we should judge our country by international metrics or that international norms should apply, but we violated a lot of international assessments or criteria for what constitutes a free and fair election. That's not to say that I want the UN to come in and fix things. It's just pursuant to the idea that you're talking about the the standards that we view ourselves as justified in enforcing in other countries. We often fail to uphold ourselves. And at some level, even as individuals, we're all hypocritical in that way. But that's why it's always proper to build yourself first, to build the best version of yourself that you possibly can. Then and only then are you in position to help other people. And if everybody concentrates on improving themselves first, suddenly we have a much better society. Nicholas Daly says, I literally served food and handed out plates while saying that, quote, due to the unconstitutional edicts of the governor, I have to serve this food to you during an American Legion Christmas meal. Oh my God. America died that day. I'm sorry to hear it, but thank you for doing what you're doing. And thank you for being correct. Thank you for clarifying because nothing gets me more annoyed than when on the news they say, due to the coronavirus pandemic, uh, people are unemployed. Due to the coronavirus pandemic, there's a raise, there's a spike in suicide. No, not due to the coronavirus pandemic, due to government overreaction. That's what's causing these things. The coronavirus pandemic is what it is, but all of the overreaction, that's an entirely separate action. It's entirely separate 
those things are, are separately imposed by the state. The, the, the coronavirus, the virus did not do that. Woke Cloak says, what happens when a month from now we have plenty of space or no, we have plenty of evidence that the Democrats stole the election. Nothing past January 20th. We need to pick our battles appropriately going forward. Uh, what happens when a month from now we have plenty of evidence Dems stole the election? Nothing past January 20th. Well, I think I was actually wondering about this. If concrete evidence came out that the president was not, in fact, legitimately elected, but he was actually sworn in, I think the only remedy would be impeachment. I I don't know that the court has any authority to remove a sitting president, even if it was proven that the election was a fraud. I don't know. So I think the only method would be impeachment. Would we pursue a similar impeachment effort against Biden? Are we going to go down that road or... Do you just pick your battles and try to run out the clock because his clock is certainly ticking? The strategy here will be um, important. Yeah. And I, I don't know how all of those questions would be legally answered. Thank you, sir. Cam C said, uh, Cam C says, Hey guys, love the show. I had relations of a carnal nature with Matt or something, blah, 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 homoeroticism, something keep up the sanity safe space. Thank you. And uh, we will thanks to uh, your support. Much appreciated and happy new year. Jacob says, respect my authority. Yeah, apparently that's the path to the promised land. KS, you know, when the COVID rules are, you know, the COVID rules are BS when even the Canadians are against them. Yeah. <laughs> when the Canadians are politely objecting about not being able to play hockey, you've really pissed them off. Steve Watt says, I'm stronger than my mother and my sister. I don't doubt it. That sounds uh, probably true. Thank you for, um, for your support for the show as always. Uh, Francis Chartran says Canadian here. Uh, you need to check out the rebel news version. There was 15 people on the ice. The ice was cleared for play and Zambonied by the city. CBC is fake like CNN. Uh, I was only going by like what the police, what the police, uh, response was, but yeah, I mean, certainly I have some questions about how all this thing uh, played, how this all played out. The police claim that that guy was warned for, you know, several minutes or a long time before they intervened with him. And then he refused and refused and refused. But again, to me, the only question that matters is what is the legitimacy of the approach and the arrest in the first place? Why are we doing this stuff? All the other debates are secondary. Uh, and thank you. And and good luck up there. Seagram's Gin says, just like bears only attack lone hikers generally, Karens only attack lone maskers. <laughs> yeah, I, su- I suppose that's true. Uh, my roommate and I don't wear masks ever and never get a reaction. Well, it, it is a group thing. If, you, if you're out with two, three, four, five, big group of people, whatever, and you're not wearing masks, the likelihood that, that someone like that is going to approach you much less for the exact reasons you're describing. Yukon Don says too many men on the ice is in fact a legitimate penalty in Canada always has been. Happy New Year. I am not going to be niggardly. I'm afraid I don't know my hockey rules well enough to make the joke, but it it sounds right. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, uh, Slosher says the Milgram experiment shows about two thirds of people will follow whatever the authority figures say. Sad to say, I think that's how many follow the mask mandates. Yeah, this was the um, if I understand the experiment that they were shown different experiments, like people were shown different lengths of lines and there's a clearly correct answer, but they see how people answer when subjected to the pressure of people in their peer group all giving a totally different answer do they still pick the obvious one or do they go along with the group just because that's what the group says and and a lot of the time they do yeah tim whitaker says matt you're the best well thank you i don't know if that's true but uh much appreciated and uh, happy new year my so-called mixed channel 
says it all comes down to life. They have devalued it and made it worth nothing to the point where they kill the unborn and euthanize the elderly. Either we make it our stand now or pass or, or pass into their reality. I vote for stand. Well, you got, I don't know how much more we can sacrifice before you take a stand. They are on the cusp of asking us to surrender our livelihoods, surrender our families, surrender our property. If not a stand now, when? Because this has already gone well, well beyond my wildest expectations last year. And it has no sign of reversing. So maybe there are a few inches into the corner that we can still back into, but the corner is getting pretty tight and they're still pushing. So what's the solution here? And again, I don't say that with any sort of eagerness or any sort of enjoyment or any sort of hope. I say that with a, with worry and fear about the future. I wonder, you know, is 2021 going to be the year where we all wake up to this and stop participating in this nonsense and go back to normal? Or are we going to keep submitting? Are we going to find the deepest crevices of that corner and keep backing into it? And if we do, that worries me because that's a path to violence. It just is. It's not, it's not hoping for violence. It's not wanting violence. It's not advocating violence. When you push people into a corner and take everything they have, violence happens. That is the obviously foreseeable result. And it appears that the powers that be are intent on making that happen. I hope not, but they're not course correcting. Knuckle hunky buck says 13% of players lose over half of the game pieces. I, I don't know if they're statistically accurate. I have no idea. Thank you for uh, the suggestion. At least though, maybe you could write that on their Kickstarter. Jval 90 says I was able to take down my local phone company's full communication network just by requesting IPv6 addresses, their entire infrastructure went down two hours, including internet phone calls, a phone and 911 calls. Yeah, and you didn't even have to blow up a city block in yourself. That's what I'm talking about. That's If that was your objective, there are more efficient ways. <laughs> if only he knew, if only he had your instruction. Thank you and Happy New Year. Gary Christensen says, just out of curiosity, what triggers the I am not going to be uh, the Bernie sounder? I am not going to be the N-wordly. I know that's not a, a slur, but Susan might punish me regardless. It seems uh, random. Can anyone make it go off? The, the, I will. Uh, the reason I play it is if this one you're talking about. I am not going to be niggardly. It's not random. I hit it when people uh, make a particularly generous gift to the show. Uh, because it's Bernie saying that he's not going to be stingy with his support either. And it's just because it's a funny quote. I don't um, I don't want to reveal there's no hard rule here because I'm not trying to like I'm just trying to I'm trying to give acknowledgement to people who are who are being uh, particularly generous in a funny way. That That's kind of the uh, that's kind of the, the bit there. So I, I don't want to give a hard number on it because. I just don't want to set that precedent. <laughs> I don't want to I don't want to have people competing for the sounder or whatever. It's just acknowledgement of those who uh, who are who are supporting bigly, as the president might say. Thank you, Gary. Happy New Year. The Ariel Panda. Apparently, Trump is going to use the Impoundment Control Act to force the bill in his favor. Longtime uh, Monday listener. First time watching live. Good show. OK, so I'll have to look at this as soon as the stream ends. If he's going to try to adjust it, maybe there's still a win. But if the reporting is he just signed the bill as is, not good news. We'll see. 
I hope that there's something that's still forthcoming here. So thank you for the clarification. I'll look at it. At, I'll look at it as soon as the stream is done. Eric Dieter says, "F the COVID bill. Trump should sign an executive order suspension of earned income tax for six months, bail out the workers, and give reasons for businesses to hire. Stop giving money to Antifa revolutionaries." Yeah, never forget that happened. Uh, but yeah, I agree. There's no stimulus bill that would that would work as well as just ending the lockdowns and letting people get back to work. And I know it's not the federal government imposing them, but they have their mechanisms. The federal government uses its federal money as a way to twist states arms all the time. And I'm not a fan of that. I don't want the federal government unduly imposing on the states. But if this is the world that we live in, if that's the world in which we're operating, using that mechanism to preserve a little freedom, preserve basic rights to go out and earn a living and associate freely, it's not the worst use of that if that's the way that we have to get out of that. I would much pre- that's a somewhat of a violation of my principles, but not nearly as much as states uh, shutting down your entire livelihood on an executive whim. So let's not make the uh, the good uh, or the perfect be the enemy of the good, right? That's the that's the saying i forget my brain my brain is non-functional it's in joe biden form this time of night i think we're all set guys oh uh except for Streamlabs. thank you guys for your patience on Streamlabs. let me hop over here real quick and then we will uh call it an evening just your standard rwds says three years of listening and first time i'm upset with y'all okc is not a garbage city sure there's nothing around it's flat and it's windy but we have one skyscraper and everyone here is happy no, and every, sorry, Streamlabs makes it really hard to read. But we have one scry, sky, skyscraper and everyone here every spring watching Twisters. Uh, we're better than Detroit. Definitely better than Detroit. <laughs> you could definitely make that claim. And to be fair, uh, pretty I, I think Blonde would say pretty much every city is a garbage city. So I don't think I've ever been to Oklahoma, but um, uh, there are a lot of states. I Oklahoma, I would rather live in than a lot of states. Let's put it that way. I don't need to know that much to know that it's got to be better than, um, I don't know, than some of the alternatives for sure. Crypto Crook says Trump is signing. Trump signing the omnibus bill feels like the ultimate betrayal. It looks like there is nothing left we have to hope for. He could have said, fuck you. I'm not going to do it. And yet he wussed out. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand it. But again, this is breaking news with minimal information. So perhaps there's more to come, but if this stands as it is, uh, yeah, that's a terrible look to what is potentially the end of his presidency for now. If that's the route this goes. Al Al Sahim says, if you or anyone listening have a discus and are looking for a community of sane people, join the daily wire expatriates at dailywire.com, the number one conservative and libertarian hangout to white pill blonde. We have a bunch of based women and zoomers. Happy new year. Well, happy new year to you as well. I, I don't even know how discus works. I have to confess. So, but if people are looking for community, that would be an option. Thank you for the shout out. And um, that's it, guys. That is it for 2020. What an insane, uh, garbage, overall insufferable year that brought uh, things I never would have imagined into reality. But thank you guys for helping us uh, try to make sense of it all throughout the year. And of course, we'll continue the effort going into 2021. For those of you hanging out with us live and keeping us keeping it fun and as factually informed as possible, we appreciate you. Uh, if you're listening later on demand on YouTube or BitChute or DLive, wherever you catch the show, thank you kindly as well. There's more of the show on the audio platforms. If you need something to listen to over the holiday, they're linked in the description. You can email us. That's beautyinthebeta at gmail.com. 
Thanks for making the community a success. No matter what happens, I have faith that uh, we'll all get through this together, ironically, as the experts say. But real talk, it's been fun with you guys, and I look forward to the new year. Have a safe and happy New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. We'll catch you next year. Have a good night. Thank you.